Hey guys, this is Jesus, and I'll tell you two quick things about this episode. First off, since this is episode 100, we're going to be attaching to this episode a GTRT, or Geeky Topics Roundtable, where we spend an hour answering fan questions about the long shot. So after the episode, if you're inclined, give it a listen. The second thing is, to help clear up the main feed a little bit, we're going to stop posting the long shot and the solo shot on the main feed. So if you're only listening to this through the main fanable feed, please make sure to subscribe to the individual long shot and solo shot feed and whatever you use for your podcasting needs. Looking for a chance to gain an influential ally, the travelers head to the temple to fix a stubborn artifact. Oh, I forgot. Did you remind him about the... Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, no, so as, so as we're walking... Uh, yeah, it's funny about when uh, when that guy Thorn stabbed me. Uh, Hilarious. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, it was... Well, the thing is, I kind of tried to make him forget, but he uh, it was a little bit too clever for me at the moment. Uh, but when I did, I kind of got into his brain a little, kind of saw... He's got this thing with his face that he does. He changes a little. What was it that I? What was it the, the, the you the saw an image face? of somebody else? Like because yeah, it, was, it was like somebody you said like short with a glowing green. You go face. Same thing when uh, Morale saw Celeste's face yeah. when he was an Oubliette. Yeah, the same vision. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, blah. He yeah. Just, he describes like the face that he saw. And uh, you got, so what, what happened when you you said you were in his head? Well, yeah, it was just wasn't nice. Oh, I thought you were going to tell us about the voices. Oh, right, the voices. Uh, yeah. What was it about the voices? Oh, they just heard multiple voices. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, thanks, thanks. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it, was, it wasn't nice, but also he wasn't alone in there. How is he not alone in his own head? I don't know, but I heard multiple voices in there. Tegos, that uh, description of the face, that flash in front of, uh, of uh, Thorn, mm-hmm. sounds very familiar. Another assassin has appeared a couple of years ago. Hmm. It could be like... I mean, it's going to kind of like how me and Vekas were. What if he's absorbing these people? Me and Vekas, I absorbed Vekas, and he was in my head 24-7 singing that amazingly annoyingly song. But I honestly messed right now. But, you know, that's a, maybe he has them in his head or gets their consciousness or something. Oh, he's got some kind of Numenera device that lets him do that. I mean, it was a device that me and, Ver- uh, me and Vekas touched, so maybe. Oh, Is that way. why he was too clever for you? Because he has multiple people's cleverness? Might be. I'll, I'll buy that as an excuse. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes. Yes, that's <laughs> yes, exactly that's what it. <laughs> Also, yes. his penis is big because of that, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's irrelevant right now whether or, not it, um, whether or not it's a device or not. We need to, we need to get to the high mother, whatever she is. Yeah, we have to get to Melissa. Melissa? Melissa. Melissa. So yeah, we're going to the temple, knocking on the door. Okay, yeah. Door's open. You see some acolytes open the door for you. Please come in. She's expecting you. Thank you. Yeah. And you go all Take the way the upstairs. That... Begin to rampage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, go, you walk all the way upstairs, up those long, winding stairs to the office. The door opens, and she says, welcome. Hi, Mala- Mother Melissa. I am so honored that you could be here um, and to offer us your time. This is the woman I was telling you about, and of course her companion. Uh, this is Moral of the Ukohedo clan, and of course this is her assistant. I totally forgot. <laughs> Cohen. Cohen. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, are you trying to make up a name? Yeah. No. She doesn't even look at Cohen. She looks straight at Moral. 
Child, please come forward. Morel steps forward. I w- would you like to see the device, the holy device of the temple? Yes. Wonderful. And perhaps you can share your insights into it. I know all, of course, but I would like to know your interpretation. Absolutely. Perfect. Let's go downstairs. Come on, guys. Okay. Come on, assistants. Yep. <laughs> Come on, guys, to assist. Well, mm-hmm. look, and Tegos is throwing his eyes again. Another picture of Tegos. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, and you start walking down the stairs. Mm-hmm. All the winding down the stairs to the first floor. <gasps> and then downstairs to the basement. As you go down three more flights, far deeper than you thought possible. And you and look at each individual room. Each of the rooms have, uh, is like the first floor, beautiful marble walls with uh, golden filigree. Is that the word? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and it's just beautiful art that you feel in your heart was made with love. There was people who were passionate. But whoever created this, whoever, however long ago. And you go further and further down until you start to hear humming. And... As you go to that final floor, you see before you a, a mostly empty room, and in the center uh, is just—it looks like a miniature version of the temple outside, just standing, glowing there. Child, go forward and give me your interpretation of the device. I shall. Okay. I'll just be leaning against this wand, not touching anything. So, okay. uh, Cohen, you and uh, Meral yep. have fun. Okay. Yeah. Follow, follow along behind Meral. Mm-hmm. And you see, um, you see, uh, Malesa just stepping back. Moral steps forward to observe. Okay. You looking at the device? I am looking at the device. Give me a Numenera roll. Uh-oh. I'm going to roll as well, so something. Right behind right. her. Your assistant. Difficulty 21. There. Nope. We got a five. Curious, can't, um, Cohen actually do an assist? Oh, yeah. So that it looks. Oh, yeah, so it gives her an asset. Yeah, so, yeah. okay, so, so yeah, cool. so I'm helping you out so you somehow. 21 to... 18, 18 to, 15. to 15 to 12. 12. There we go. Yep. Nat 20. Damn, son. She screams into her baby son's ears. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to learn. Yeah, he's going to have to get into Okay. How long did it take you two to debate whether or not your child should be named first name Nat, middle name <laughs> 20? <laughs> Never, but now I'm a little bit kicking myself. A little bit. He's still early enough to change it. Yeah, you can still change it. Morale. That's amazing. You look at the device, you realize the device does not control the wall. There's oh. something inside. No. It's some sort of portal of some sort. Whatever is controlling the device is probably inside whatever portal it is. And there's going to be a rolls and possible difficulties. You can, you know definitely how to get inside safely. And whatever's in, controlling the wall is inside of it. I just see her saying like, oh, this is interesting. What, did you figure out something? Yeah, she just opens the door. She's like, you guys, they forgot to open the door so you look at the inside. I'm like, we didn't even know that was there. <laughs> oh, now I have to fight a Serbius. <laughs> BRB, adventuring, approaching. Yes. But you know for a fact, whatever controls the device is inside that portal. You just have to press certain buttons. Okay. Which, but it's not anything visually. Like you can, It's like you're pressing into air. Well, that's strange. The device is asking if we want to save our game. <laughs> and also reminding us that beyond this point, we might not be able to come back and we have to finish up all our side Wait, wait a minute, guys. It's also saying that it's made changes to its privacy policy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I found a cache of healing potions and ammo. <laughs> oh, that's not good. <laughs> 
Some music. It's getting closer. <laughs> run! Run! It's a plot device! It's a plot device! Made by MacGuffin and Co. <laughs> nice. But you know also, the reason that, because you rolled a nat 20, the reason that Melissa has never been able to figure it out. She dumb. She never opened the, the door? No, no, that part of it is that the device prevented her from doing so. The device, not sentient, but it, it has a small, a, a bit of intelligence to it, and it knows Melissa isn't worthy. But it's it's not that you're worthy, Morel. Is that she, it wants you to enter. I see how it is. It's, uh, she forgot to click that thing. I am not a robot. <laughs> okay, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I am a. I am not a robot. I am not a bot. I am a human male. <laughs> Got three pictures with store signs on them, but there's only two. That's not a store sign. That's an awning. It's different, robot. So Morale observes this for a couple of minutes, learns many things, steps back. Oh, Morale gets an XP. Oh, yeah. Because this game's about discovery. Yes, that is true. Give her XP, please. If we have any extra around here somewhere. I've just started marking. So who do you want to give it to? Um, I'll give some to my faithful assistant, Cohen. Da 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 da. Sweet. So I have three now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moral, this is what I helped discover. There's another leg here. Where are you finding <laughs> these legs? <laughs> all over the place. The better question is, where are they all coming from? <laughs> oh, the portal that's inside. <laughs> oh, yeah. legs and go. <laughs> We have the leg. The way this machine works is one inside goes kids, the other like side spits out toast, and somehow it makes a barrier go up. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a mirror a world of where we are. So we walk through, and there's like a mirror Tegas and a mirror Moral trying to put a leg on a woman. Mm-hmm. It's all so different. Like, I remember we used to have a toast machine in, um, in Warhammer. Yes, we did. Oh, yes. There was something that was just like, it just makes toast. It's like, where's it coming from? We're like, we don't know. <laughs> Oh, because like yeah, that Barsher kept on like everything he made. Oh yeah, because like, it was yeah. yeah, it was a Barsher made item. So yeah. it was, like, so whenever it was like you know the bomb starts to explode, and bing, <laughs> and toast, and then explosion. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway, like, yeah. after that Chaos digression. Boy toast. Yeah. All right, guys, let's get on with the mission. <laughs> so we're all steps back from the device after learning many things. Very. Interesting device. What's interesting? Yeah, more like when like, just comes really close. What's interesting about it? I mean, the form is interesting. Uh, you know, the, the fact that it looks like the tower. Deception roll. <laughs> <laughs> Difficulty twelve. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna help. I'm gonna okay. assist. How are you assisting? Uh, I'm asking more questions to distract. Oh, okay. Uh, so. Interesting. You know, it seems a bit smaller. Not entirely to scale, perhaps. What's the composure? Nope. Six. Yeah, not, not a one, but I okay. needed a nine and I got a six. She looks at you. Really? Interesting. Oh, well, that's what I said. That it was interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, because it, it just it begs the question, which came first, the tower or the device? Maybe the device has always been here, and when it was first discovered, it was the inspiration for building the tower. I understand. I I really do. Listen, I would appreciate if you do not lie to me about your discoveries. I'll just point out that I am not lying about this being interesting. I need you to tell me exactly what you found out. 
because I'll let you know. And you see the walls start to change as what looks like spikes start to come out of it. I control every aspect of this temple. But not that, because it doesn't like you. She says, pointing at the device. Roll for initiative. (laughs) (sighs) Guys, I didn't tell her everything. (laughs) Ooh, 16. 12. All right. Oh, yeah, I do have initiative, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's cool. Oh, yeah, there it is. I have an mm-hmm. asset. So I have 15. Mm-hmm. Forgot. Danger sense. I've seen this before, guys. Danger sense. Danger. Danger. Mm-hmm. High voltage. All right. Perfect. So perfect. You see what looks like, at least starting out. Oh, shit. Okay. You see what looks like eight uh, serpent-like creatures with uh, two massive arms. And a massive fang maw come out of the walls and start charging all of you. They have... What's your initiative? Actually, let me write this shit down. Uh, I got 15. 15. <laughs> so, Varric had 15. Morale? Zero. Zero. <laughs> Cohen? <laughs> 16. Oh, even an ability. Yeah, I rolled a Tatum? three and I have an inability. Eight. Eight. And let's say that... All right. So, Cohen goes first. As you see eight of these creatures pop out of the walls. Uh, great. Um, uh, immediately make our best fighter better by casting aggression on him. Nice. So now you get an asset to all your attack rolls. All right. Very nice. I mean, let me roll it just to make sure I don't explode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, that makes it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, is it my turn? It's, uh, yeah, it's actually your turn. Barry takes a step forward, rolls his head back, and then just lets out a bellow, bellow of anger as he is going to be fiery, which adds plus two damage to my attacks, uh, but I'm activating it. Okay. Very nice. Uh, the creatures are going to go. They're going to split off uh, half towards a scary guy who looks him fiery. So four to you. And in four to, I'm going to say, because they don't know you very well, uh... That, I believe, is... What did I just say in my mind? <laughs> All right, so... If only we knew. <laughs> Listeners, chime in on the comments. What did Jesus <laughs> just say in his mind? His mind. Yeah. That'd be Cohen. All right, they're yeah. going to try to attack Cohen. Fair. Because they're attacking randomly. All right, so four towards you. Uh, dodge four twelves. First one, six, made it. Because mm-hmm. I have my uh, speed defense. Yep. Yeah. Seven made it. Fourteen made it. Two gets me. Okay. You take. <clears throat> I'm actually going to spend a point. Okay. Eighteen. I I uh, avoid it. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Let me roll my four. Yep. I do the hand. It's like oh, got hit, got it, got hit, got hit. Actually, no. Twelve. So first one misses. Yep. Uh, eleven. That one hits. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I have like no bonuses to the yeah. defense. Yep. Uh, Fuck, 11 again. That one also hits. Yep. 18. Okay, so two of them hit me. So it's like a Jackie Chan fight. Like you dodge the first one, two people get okay. you in the stomach, and then the other one tries to do a high kick and you backflip. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you take uh, four hit points each. Each. All right. With uh, two, Actually, I should figure out what that armor thing was. I think mm-hmm. I only have two armor, not three. Okay. Um, yeah, let's just assume I have two armor. Okay. And, uh, so, so basically, I take two, four points of damage. Yeah, so basically these bites go into you, Cohen. Gotcha. Yep. All right. Uh, next is Malaysa. As she steps back into a wall. Like, just through the wall? Through the wall. Alright. Uh, I think next is Tagos, and then morale after that. Uh, Tagos is going to stealth. You're surrounded by these creatures. Uh, in, a, in a small 
smallish room. What's above us? Hmm? What's above us? Uh, the, the wall ceiling above us is probably like ten feet tall. Tall from from the floor to the ceiling is about ten feet. How is the place illuminated? Lights, but you can't see where the lights come from. It's like the walls are glowing. And she just stepped into. She just a stepped wall? through a wall. All right, I'm going to go investigate a wall. Uh, jump over there. Okay, sure. So it's your action to jump over. Yep. Okay. Cool. Well, is it my action to travel a short distance? If would he re- uh, would it require running? I mean, like a jumping seems like an action, but if it's yeah. close, then maybe it's yeah. Like, but no, short no, distance no. is usually an action, right? To run short distance according to the rules. You haven't really got dive too deeply into this. But yeah. It's a movement. Yeah, first step. First step lets me jump up to a hundred feet. Right. Yeah, so, but, it's a, but it's considered an action to use it, right? That's a great question. Let me go to the board. Yeah. Believe you know is. what? It probably is. Yeah. yeah. However, if it's an enabler, then you can just... then. No, it is an action because I have to spend a point to do it. Okay. Yeah, yep. it's an action. Yeah, so yeah. it's an action to do it. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's what you're doing. Okay. Uh, next uh, is morale. Uh, one question. What did you give me? What did you make it so harder for uh, me to hit? No, aggression. So you have an extra on all so your I, attacks. I, it's an extra asset on all your attacks. Okay. There okay. It is. Thank you. All right. Um, I will note, so if it was immediate, which is 10 feet, um, you can move that in an act as part of another action. Okay. If it's more than 10, if it's more than 10 feet, but less than 50, then it would be an action. 10 feet. I'll say within 10 feet. All right. So you, David, you get you to, can. yeah, yeah, cool. you can reach yeah. and do something. Yeah. I'm just going to check out the wall, see if okay. there's a lever or roll whatever. It. What would this be? Would be essentially an intellect investigation type role. Uh, difficulty okay. is because of the w- action of creatures attacking all of you and weirdness of the place. Uh, let's say, uh, let's give it a 12. All right. And would perception be the same thing or is it No, perception, yes. Yeah, so it'd be perception, okay. not investigation. Yeah. Four. Nope. Nope. You have no idea. No. Nope. Yeah. All right. And morale? <laughs> Morale's just like, ah, ah, ah. Mm. Uh, watching all this craziness happen. Go into the room. You can. Uh, you know how. You roll a net 20, you can just go in there. <laughs> just bye. And I will say because you roll a net 20, you know how to get everybody in there. Oh. You roll a net 20. Then, yeah, I'm going to drag everybody. <laughs> I'm going to drag everybody through a portal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she. So that worked out really well for your clan. <laughs> she pre- you see morale press her. Ouch. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it's been two years. It's not too soon. <laughs> Uh, like you see morale game, but... press some buttons in the air, and it looks like the temple, the micro temple, splits open, and yeah. bands of energy wrap around all four of you and suck you in. And then the temple closes. I wanted to kick ass. <laughs> I'm so angry and furious. <laughs> it's all right, buddy. It's all right. Yeah. And you pop up on some stairs. What just happened? What just happened? Oh, we're in the model thing that's controlling the barrier. Okay. So the stairs look like the stairs we went down, Jesus? Hmm? Do they look similar, but of different color. The marble is, is black and red. Okay. You look down, and uh, basically the stairs down lead to a blank wall. But there are stairs leading up. Up we go. I All figured right. this was better than getting eaten by those things. And yeah. the lady had already disappeared, so she doesn't know where we went. She thinks that we're getting eaten. True. Yeah, Cohen's like rubbing it at a, at a slash on his side, like, yeah, no, I like this better. <laughs> I could have taken him. You probably could have, but how many more bites have they gotten into Cohen? She, uh, she raises a good point. That's a good point. 
I've gotten bitten. I've gotten stabbed. I'm not having a great day, guys. <laughs> All right, so going Mr. down. Mr. Tagos, did you see what was going on with the wall? I saw you were looking at the wall. I'm sorry if I interrupted your investigation. No, it's all right. It uh, didn't present any sort of useful information. She did say that she controls everything in the tower. Except for the force field. Mm. Which, do you think this means that there's a separate control room for everything else in the tower except for this place? Or can we take control of the temple? I don't know. This, This seems to be kind of disconnected from everything else. This... What we're in, it's not sentient, but it can kind of detect motives, I guess might be a good way to put it. And it didn't like her. Like I said, I was not lying. Um, I did not say a single lie while I was up there. Hmm. All right. Like, well, a, like, we... a, like a complex lock. Instead of a key or a number sequence, it's effectively judging who you are, whether or not you should be able to use it. Congratulations, kid. Oh. Well, I wouldn't go that far. It, it, it's inter- It's an interesting bit of, of whatever. I don't know if it's technology or if it's a, a creature of some kind. Maybe it just knew that dealing with you, it's, it was going to open up anyway. So <laughs> it might as well get it out of the way. That could be it. Maybe okay. It. Going down leads to a blank wall, it looks like. But that might be a door. Going up seems to be the way we should... Start out. I mean, she went through a blank wall. I'm going to look at the wall. Moral investigates it, the wall after intently. Some, as, after a few minutes of poking and prodding, Moral, I know actually, Moral, I know what this is. You have to close your eyes and walk forward, <laughs> and as long as you believe, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I used this before. Huh? I know. Yep. Mm, <laughs> no. Let's go up. Let's go up. Nice. So you guys uh, walk up the stairs. It leads to a long corridor. And as you go down that corridor, you look, uh, it eventually leads to what looks like just a door. The door itself, it looks like it's made of wood, but it seems to be circuitry running through it. This is weird, says the man who's never been in Numenera. (laughs) (laughs) This is weird. Can't confirm. Cohen, you get any weird feelings from this? Yeah, plenty. Look at it. Do we know if it's a thing, or is this a, a technology thingy. Well, it has circuitry that usually implies technology. I don't even know what that is. Okay. Uh, Somewhere in my pocket, my fool killer just vibrates angrily. Like, <laughs> Let me at him, boss! Let me at him! Like, no, well, it's on our not, side. Not yet. Not yet. If we are inside of the device, then this could be the equivalent of fixing a vehicle. If the spider vehicle from before Merol, mm-hmm. if it broke down, You'd have to open up the hood or look underneath in the chassis. Mm -hmm. This seems to be the same thing, only it's much more advanced. And the technology allows people to literally teleport into the chassis or under the hood. So this is a representation or is actually physically the thing that is connected to the machine. Okay, So, so if we're inside the machine, where would this circuit lead Every circuit has to somehow lead probably to some sort of box that turns it on and off. So Mm -hmm. we just follow a circuit? Yeah. And if it's being presented to us inside of a door, then it's assuming we know what that means. So... Moral opens the door. The door opens. 
And you uh, you gaze in, it's a large, squarish room. All across the room are what looks like uh, strange machines with clear piping with some sort of gas running through it. Ooh. And as we look at the floor, the floor actually looks like some sort of strange grill that leads into blackness. I do not feel great about this. Hmm. I want to go investigate those pipes. You start walking over to the pipes? Anyone else goes into the room? Yeah, I follow along. Well, yeah, let's get half an hour. I will lean against the... I will, I'll stay at the door for now. Okay. I need everyone to give me might rolls of 15. Mm. That's unfortunate. Nope. Nope, 14. Almost. Okay. 19. Small uh, effect. Nice. Okay, perfect. Uh, morale and Cohen. You start feeling a bit woozy, a bit sick. You, uh, Cohen, you put your head against your hand, uh, your hand against your uh, forehead, and as you look, you realize you can see through your hands. The same thing, Morale, and suddenly, uh, Tegos, mm-hmm. as well as uh, Varric, you see as both Cohen and Morale turn into white gas. <laughs> Cohen and Morale, you're white gas. So good. You seem to be spread across the room. Why do I get a feeling I'm just hearing <laughs> Yeah, yeah. After a minute, it, because you think they're dead for a second, but after a minute, you do hear. We. <laughs> Where are you? We are everywhere. Oh, that's no, all. That, that is, that is the worst. Thing. Oh my no, no! I hate this place. Yeah. Don't breathe too heavily. We. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear. <laughs> From one of the pipes, as one of the pipes split uh, opens up. Whoosh. I need both of you to give me twelve might rolls. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Fifteen. Twelve. Nice. Ah, nice. we make it. You're almost pushed into the pipes, but you're able to withstand it for a little while. For now, okay. I'm gonna go over. Seeing what this is doing, I'm gonna go over to the pipe and try to shut it. <laughs> give me a nine might roll. Fifteen. Nice. <laughs> Okay, kids, we need to figure out what this is and how to get out of it. Yeah, fi- figure out how to turn this off and turn yourself back into a solid. <laughs> you were listening to my science lesson. I was occasionally <laughs> listening to your science lesson. Just hurry up. This is freaking me out. Ooh, what if we have to go through a liquid stage first? What um, if we're like, oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I want to be liquid. <laughs> that makes sense. This already sucks. <laughs> <laughs> So what are you guys thinking of doing? I see pipes. You see your gas. There's a grill to darkness below you. I roll to condense. Try to figure out which <laughs> where. You, what, yeah, give, give me an idea of what you're thinking of doing. So there's no discernible door outside. Well, there's a door out. Yes, but the I, one I'm that we came in. But no, besides the one you were, le- uh, you were there was another door out as well. That's important. Yes. I did not know that. Yeah, I go investigate that door. Okay, is it open? Yep. Well, what's Outside of the door. You look outside of the door, and it looks like another squarish chamber. You look like, you see what looks like four people just standing around talking to each other. What do people look like? <laughs> You're leaving at some, like, really, like, I could walk in and be like, they draw their AK-47s. <laughs> like, man. <laughs> Your best description, honestly, is adventurers. People in various clothes, uh, two men and two women in various clothing. One of them looks like a nano, two of them looks like a jack. Another person, like a buff guy, looks sort of like a, a glaive. Weapons? Mm-hmm. Weapons on all of them. And they clearly see the door open. 
She got the door open. Uh, one of them says, a uh, woman, you got the door open? Yes. Who are you? Hmm? Oh, I'm Sarah. How you doing? Uh, how long have you guys been here? Oh, God. I'm going to try and flow into the other room. You try to. I'm strapped to, we're trapped. Slide and to and I'm going gonna, gonna to assume none of our powers works. Not as long yeah. as you're gas. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, otherwise, like, uh, countermeasures. <laughs> but, yeah. Yep. Slide so. into that adventure group's DM. Yeah. <laughs> Tega, should I enter the room or should I stay back in the hall still? I think you should stay there and, you know, work with our friends. Okay, uh, Moral, Tegos, there are pipes that you could maybe go into if you no, want to. I don't to. want to go into the pipe. Then there's I didn't the, like that feeling. Gas floats, right? You can go down. You can see what's going down in the darkness. That's what. It, that's my next action. Well, I'm sorry for trying to be helped. <laughs> Sarah, we've been here for far too long. <laughs> <laughs> Morale is going to uh, try to sink down into the grate. And easily enough, you're able to sink down into the grate. And as you go into the inside of the grate, you feel and almost see yourself represented inside the actual temple. And you realize you're, in a way, powering it. You realize you sort of become gas, fuel for the temple. That's what you become. But that's all that this grate goes through. As you go through the grate, and you realize... And then, eventually... The, uh, all of you see a great open up above you guys in that room, and morale just flows back in. Oh, so it's kind of like a circle. Exactly. <laughs> but still a gas. gas. But still a gas. Still a gas. Actually, you know what? Actually, after, as you go through, eventually, you go through the top the top portion, and then as you start to slowly condense. So I do go through a liquid phase. You do go through. You've, this, you're, now, now you see morale as a liquid. Guys, guys, look at me! Nice. But then do I solidify back into myself? After, it takes a couple of minutes, but yes. So, uh, Cohen, Cohen, go through the grate. All right. Yeah. Whee! And eventually, Cohen comes back, liquid phase first, yep. and then... Yeah, yeah he, he makes us have to uh, 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 go over and uh, uh, hug uh, Barrack. Bar- yeah, Barrack. 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 Yeah, Barrack, 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 Barrack. Anyway, he, he, like, while he's liquid, he kind of, like, makes, like, Barrett, give me a splash. <laughs> oh, God, this is so unnatural. You got corn all over you. Okay, there it goes, buddy. Thank you very much. Drip, drip off the little, I need that. Okay, yeah. now that we know that we at least can get out of this thing, I'm going to go, I'm entering the room, Tegos. Okay. Go for it. Yep. And we're all going to try to get over to that section. So and we talk I'm going to say you don't turn to gas as you step into the room. And you're yeah, yeah, we're going to yeah. go to the other adventurers. Yeah, yeah. You go to the other first. Well, thank God you're here. How long have you guys been here? We've been here for months. Oh, as you look closer at them, as you start walking forward, you notice that they, all of them have an unhealthy pallor to their skin. Thank God you brought enough rations for a month. Oh, yeah, definitely. Anyway, how long have you guys been here? Uh, yeah, no, kind of read their intuition. Uh, I'm going to read. Let's get intuition. Uh, yeah, a perception, whatever. I'll, I, you're um, going to read them as a person. You're read them read as a person, yes. Yeah. It's just intuition. So, assess... It's uh, only nine. Yeah. yeah. Assess lies. Okay. Assess uh, lies? W- yeah. Because he just uses, like, yeah, definitely. Okay. I don't think they brought enough rations for Roll it. three months. Give me it. All right, so it's a nine? Nine, yep. Uh, in which case, I do it. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yep. Yeah. They're not lying. It's more like they can't conceive of what question you were asking. Good to know. How have you guys been here? That's strange. And as uh, one of them turns around, you see there's something in the back of their neck. When you look close, it's like a circular metallic uh, coin. I look towards 
Cohen and then Merall, and it was like my eyes towards the coin again. Yep. Nope, I probably don't figure out. I think it's got a seven. Fifteen. Very nice. Uh, looking at them, looking at the device at the back of the head, it without because you have to touch it to like really, because mm-hmm. you can't see it from eye, but it might be something that's controlling them, maybe. So, you said you've been here for a few months? Yeah. Looking for a way out. Stuck in this room. In this room? Yes. Just this one? Yeah. Let's see. You must be famished then. Here. I'm going to dig into my bag and pull out a ration bar. Thank you. She puts it in her pocket. No, you should eat now. You look awful. Uh, Do you have any rations? Okay. So, Sarah. Yeah. So, when did you get to this place? Uh, Nathaniel over there, just looking at the obvious nano, found like a portal we went in. Like, uh, it was in a, in a, like a ruin somewhere, and we came to this place. And we've just been stuck here the entire time. Okay. Um, what day is it? She gives you a date that's a few months ago. Okay, okay, yeah, so that, that about checks out. What have you figured out about this room, Sarah? That we've been stuck here for uh, a couple of months, yeah. We've been, every day has been uh, uh, the same, yeah. This is, it's can't get, can't get out. All right. Uh, is there a door in this room, Jesus? There's a door in this room, Jesus. Great, okay, hold that thought. Uh, Barak, you want to check on that door? Sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to check on the door, keeping a trying to get keep a a wide berth with from these people. But I understand if I kind of have to get close. But mm-hmm. Eric's keeping an eye on them, trying to make sure that none of them get behind him or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. Two of them look at you weirdly for a second, but yeah, you're able to get to that door, but it doesn't open when you press on it like the other one. It's not opening. You try to force it. Yeah, I don't think we should try to brute strength it just yet. Hey, Sarah. Yeah. You want to help my friend try to open that door? What door? That's what I thought. All right. Um, that door over there. I'm going to point. So she has to turn around. Yeah. And then I'm going to use hedge magic to make the disc on her neck a bright red. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use the same thing so everybody in the party can see what we are looking at. Yeah. All right. Done. Okay. Um, we think that there's a door over where my friend in the sandals is standing. Would you mind taking a look? You have a lot more experience in this sort of thing than we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you see Sarah actually walk from one side of the room towards the door. And you obviously see her as she... She's at first heading straight for where you, she pointed the door, but suddenly she starts to veer almost unconsciously to the right and start pressing her hand against the wall. I feel nothing here. I look at her friends. Guys, don't just stand there. Help, oh, okay. Help her out. Same thing. Okay, great. I turn around to our to, to my friends. I think we need to kill them, or we need to get those things off their neck. I'm I, fine. We, we should try removing them from their neck. It's it's controlling them. Oh, is that what it's doing? Yes. Oh, okay. That's important. So we need to try to get rid of those things before we might try to kill them. You won't need to kill them. They've been here for quite a long time. Fine, I'll do it. And, Ka- and 
Varric's going to walk up behind him, like, okay, press... Well, which one? The two... Uh, Jack? Sarah. Sarah, Sarah okay. I guess. And I was like, okay, everybody, press your hands again, so we're going to pull on one. We're going to push on one. Yeah, right, let's, uh, let's give you uh, some help there, too. We're going to we're gonna help push on you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to get everybody to, to to back up behind one of the... Uh, be behind one of the... Well, if you give me stealth rolls of knives. Nailed it. Nice. Yeah, I got it. Not exactly. Plus, I'm... Actually, trying to install it. Seventeen. Nice, nice. Yep, got it. Yep. There is one, two, three. Yep. yep. All of you take out. Uh, it's surprisingly easy to take it out. Mm-hmm. And you see all four of them drop to the ground, stone dead. Oh, oh, oh! oh Morlock like tries to put hers back in. Mm-hmm. No effect. Um. Uh, I'm taking. I'm going to say book because you have experience. Mm-hmm. That's because you monster. Mm-hmm. They've been dead for a while. Yeah, that's what I figured. All right. What we, I, I didn't. What, I didn't mean for that to happen. What, what's going on here? What? 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 Wherever they came from, they've been here for a while. That explains why they didn't have much cognizance about what was happening around them. When you die, your brain slowly starts to decompose, but you still maintain some basic function. It looks like these little things were maintaining what little function was left. That's terrifying. So they were just kind of reliving the same couple of minutes over and over. But why? Who'd go through the trouble? I mean, they weren't they weren't violent. I think they were probably telling the truth about going through some portal. All right. Roll them for stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll shake them down. <laughs> yeah, well, well they're, they're going like, oh my god, they're dead. Like, Cone's already been like going through his victim's pockets. Like, where are you? Yep. <laughs> All right, you yeah. go through their stuff, you gain two oddities, and you gain 1d3 one uh, uh, ciphers. Sweet. Somebody uh, roll. I'm going to stop writing down these oddities. Yeah. They are make, they are taking up so much space in my character. That's three, so that's Just one. Let me know. Two, uh, oddi- two ciphers. Two, yeah. two ciphers. Sweet. Like, I will try to sell those oddities. I'll just write down two oddities. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've got those six doghouse seeds that I really want to use. <laughs> Detonation coma. That's an oddity? The cipher. Oh, I thought he was ciphers first. Oh, okay. okay. I was like, I thought it was the oddity too. Oh, sorry. I'll do oddities next. He just did say that we were rolling for the oddity. Oh, sorry. Whoops. I was like, oddities are dope. (laughs) I have so many of them. One's a glow ring. Okay, I'm fucked with that one. Um, (laughs) There are some oddities that are like no joke, really good. Like, oh yeah, every day it produces like a goo that you can eat. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's amazing. That's like, uh, that's an artifact. Detonation coma. Explodes in a patterned flash of pale yellow gas in an immediate radius. Living creatures in area fall unconscious for a number of rounds equal to the cipher level or until violently slapped awake or damaged. I, I could be very useful. useful. I, uh, Cohen, do you want it? Uh, I've got space for one more cipher, so. Yeah, toss it yeah. your way. We'll see if it, unless it's something else awesome. Yeah, okay. What's so, next? So that was a detonation Coma. Yeah. Coma. Uh, Coma. Page, uh, yeah, page 44 of the tech book. And was right. that a gas? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Actually, yeah, it's a explosive Expl- device. And yeah. you said we have to roll for a level. Yes. So what's the level thing? One d six plus four. Six. Ten rounds. Oh, so ten rounds total. Nice. Wait, six? Oh, you rolled a two. A uh, two. Oh, okay. So six rounds total. And this looks like it's it's a small cube. Uh, small. Uh, yes, yeah, small cube. Hanging cocoon. A cocoon. Complete with larva person inside. <laughs> who's very upset at this turn of events. <laughs> After being given a firm shake, 
This ex- device expands to a tapered hanging semi-enclosed tent large enough for one person. It can be easily hung from anything that will support the weight of a human. Opening and hanging that cocoon is a single action. Climbing to it is also an action. It lasts for one day before it begins to dissolve. That's really useful. That's an oddity? No, no. this is yeah. a, it's oh, still... Right. Sorry, still, I, I, I thought we were on cyphers again. Yeah, do you want In which case, it's... Um, yeah, so it's... No. So it's that, basically... <laughs> It's a pocket tent, basically. A pocket tent. Sure, I'll take it. I mean, I'll take it for now. So, what's it called? Oh, yeah. Hanging Cocoon, page 60 of the tech book. And now we can do oddities. David, would you like to roll for oddities? I guess so. Yep. A tiny synth cube with two metal prongs on one side that hum. Humming cube. A humming cube. Yeah, somebody write down humming cube. I've got too much stuff in my character sheet. And one more time. Uh, 58. Roll again. Oh, right. 58. 75. Small metal container that produces a peculiar but not unpleasant odor when opened. Air freshener. Yeah. yeah. That's genuinely useful. Peculiar yep. air freshener. Yep. I mean, yep. That's easily to sell. You know, it's like, look, it makes your toilet smells good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It smells peculiar. Not good. Hmm. But, but peculiar is not necessarily unpleasant. Exactly. <laughs> that is the worst tagline for a product. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. This smells like strawberries and burnt cork. I mean, it's not, it's not bad, but I'm not sure I like it either. Yeah. All right. Nice. Varric, you want to try the door now? Yeah, Varric's trying to go to the door and try it again. Opens? Yep. In my experience, a lot of doors open when people have to die. Why do you say that? <laughs> Let's pocket the coins and uh, get going. Mm-hmm. Right. Ahead of you. Cohen was ahead of you on looting the bodies. Morale was ahead of you on taking the coins. I wonder what happens if I put it on all of my neck. No, Morale! <laughs> no. Are they, Jesus, are they, uh, do they seem to be technological or are they weird cyphery stuff? The devices? Yes. Technological. And does it seem like they are out of a charge now? Like, were they single? Do they seem like they they're feel like single charge things? Okay, yeah. Yeah, still bits and bobs to have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and as like actually, as you're looking at, it seem powerful. You see, you see whatever ever leftover sparks dead, dead, and you look up at the ceiling as you hear a sound. As you see four tentacles come out, and the tip of these tentacles is a similar circular thing. Run. Yep. Yep. Okay. Oh, freeze! <laughs> out, out we go. Yep. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fanable.com Actual Play Podcast, where we are somehow recording another Geeky Topics Roundtable discussion here at Fanable.com. Yeah. It, eventually, we got to Eventually, it. yeah. It's been a crazy time for us <laughs> listeners, so Boy, we... what have you guys been doing? <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. Nice. Wow. Walked right into my own ongoing joke where mm. I troll my friends and their child. Yep. Uh, so yeah, we're here. I'm here with Dan, Jesus, Angela, and Billy, and their dog Mookie, uh, who desperately wants to be part of this podcast. And we are here to talk about a very specific topic that is near and dear to our hearts, and that is the long shot here at Fanable, uh, the Numenera game run by Jesus. Heidi. Hey. Yeah. And we are just reaching 100 episodes. Is that right? Yes. Wow. Um, all right, so we've got. Uh, I'm actually really stoked about this. We've got all listener questions for Numenera, 
And thank you very much, listeners uh, and uh, Patreon people, for giving us these questions. That's awesome. Makes my job super easy. And also, it's great because on the inside looking out, we play these characters all the time. We play Numenera all the time. But... You know, we we don't know what your perceptions are outside looking in, like what you would like to know about this game. Because we just think, ah, Numenera, whatever. What what would people want to know? Apparently a lot. Um, So I've got, uh, I'd say it's about a dozen questions uh, here. We're going to go through them as best as we can. Uh, But first and foremost, how is everybody doing tonight? Good. Good. It was a heat wave in New York City, so, you know, peachy. Yep. Peachy. Or burgundy, if you're me. Yeah, nothing like waking up and Alexa says, like, oh, yes, it's going to be, it's 91 right now, and it's going to be, like, 98. It's like, yep. Ugh. How are you alive? Abandon all hope. <laughs> Would you like me to order more formula? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so let's start off with, uh, let's start off with a nice and easy one. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so, Chris Durback. Hello, Chris. Asks, very simply, is there anything your characters from Numenera have eaten during your Numenera game that you yourself would like to eat? Isn't Chris the one who always posts uh, delicious looking desserts on our Discord? Yes. Oh, yeah. I think yes, he- Chris is the one that works in a bakery and has posted some lovely, lovely Chris, Chris is now my biggest fan yeah. and biggest friend, so if you could just send those cakes this way. Yeah, you're, you are the worst sometimes. Sometimes I get <laughs> nothing in the house, and then suddenly he's like, look at all these cakes, and I'm like, Chris, why you gotta do that to me? Oh, there was a, did you see he posted a, a picture of a cake that's the size and shape of a burger? And like, yeah. I couldn't stop thinking about anything but that burger cake. <laughs> yeah. Even if it had meat inside of it, like cooked meat, I would be like, Burger cake, me baby. No, like, the yeah. sad thing is, I'm like, I would want a burger cake, but I actually wanted to be like, you know, something you eat for dinner. I was like, you just want a burger, <laughs> like you literally just want a burger. <laughs> oh yeah, monster okay. cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Burger well, cake. Also, my so, like, uh, do you want like? So, would the burger actually be treated as the dessert course? Like, you eat a dinner and then it's time for dessert. So no, you get a I burger? just, I just want my burger. I, mean, I want to eat. I want my cake. To be a burger. If you've never eaten like a burger using like two halves of a Krispy Kreme donut as the bread, you're missing out. Oh, Oh, yeah, it works. Canadian hello, we call that. You mean if I want my heart to stop? We don't need your Isle of Doctor. They're called death burgers for a reason, all right? (laughs) We don't need your Isle of Dr. Moreau method of making a burger, Dan. That's horrifying. It's delicious. Burgers would be donuts. Donuts would be burgers. (laughs) So is there anything, anything at all that your character or anyone's character has eaten in our long-running Numenera campaign. And again, Numenera, kind of out there, real weird. I like carbs, so I wouldn't <laughs> want to do that pirate town. Yeah. Uh, I guess the like it's hard because we've, we've met a lot of delicious food, but there's mm-hmm. two of them that I kind of remember. I don't know if I want to eat them, but the, 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 the recently we met that place with the delicious meat. Zai's magical meats. Yes, that, that seemed delicious to me. I, mm-hmm. I love meat. So yes, I would go there. I guess there's also that, um, place where the magical milk. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mizu's magical milks. I, yes. Yeah. And I, I don't really. Lo- Thank you, Google, for explaining that for us. I I don't really like milk so much, but it gives you like superpowers. So I guess that's the one thing I I like about the Numenera stuff. It's not that they sound delicious. It's just I would love to eat a a piece of meat that suddenly makes me be able to fly. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that the place where uh, Dan's character 
met the meat he was going to eat. Was that no? That was no, no, one. that was in yeah. the Longshot Legends. Yeah, oh, right. your two characters basically went to a place where an entire society. Oh, I remember this now. The entire society uh, derived their pleasure and it's sort of religious thing for them to be eaten by other people. That's yep. right. Yep. They were yeah. delicious. Yeah, they were delicious. <laughs> you, you, you met the person you killed and ate. It's yeah. Family and the family and yeah, the family, yeah, the family. was so stoked. You chose their mom. To devour. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Cohen is culturally uh, uh, that was, woke. <laughs> he, he, he respects her culture and, yep. and, and celebrates Was that it. Cohen, though, or was that... No, it was uh, your other character from Longshot Legends. No, I mean, uh, Cohen, too. No, Cohen, too. Yeah, Cohen, Cohen is... would totally eat a dude. Okay. I, I have Probably has. has Cohen, yeah, dude. Cohen has. You ate Varric. Oh, yeah. yeah did <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of things that I would also eat in real life. <laughs> yeah. A dick. <laughs> Sold. You draw enough with them. Uh, also, um, I remember something that I remember something that one of Billy's characters ate that he shouldn't have. Do you remember the the thing that almost made you choke to death? It was like a it was like a it was a oh, herb, the, a seed. It was yeah. a seed. Yes, it, like you were eating it like it was a sunflower seed, and just randomly, I was like, oh yeah. By the way, like just dip these in water, but don't eat them. And you were like, don't eat what. <laughs> And like the rest of the, oh, yeah, yeah. the rest of the scene was we were having a dialogue and you just kept running around trying to oh, find oh, wasn't that. Wasn't there like a there was like a spice something you put in your tongue and it started your tongue started to flate up a little bit? Oh, that oh, was yeah. yeah. Don't put it in your mouth. Why not? Hell, <laughs> why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. Yeah. that kind of, I kind of recall that. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. That was yeah. a great call. Um, I, I, yeah, I would go with the milk. Um, uh, I would probably. You know what? I have no idea what that. Um, that old woman's um, soup tasted like because I poisoned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess the world will never know because <laughs> uh, then I had to dump it out. Mm-hmm. So it could have been great. Yep, could have that could have been like the the homiest of home meals. Nice. You never know. Anybody snacky, snacky at all? Yeah, no. I mean, I would I would eat anything that Cohen's eaten. I probably would eat at some point. Mm-hmm. In and fact, co- I've eaten a few things that Cohen hasn't eaten yet. Oh wait, so. yeah, I would eat the crystal thing. I don't want oh, kids, and nice. I do want superpowers. Yeah, yeah. So that I would be crystalline by the time we were having this conversation. Yep. And you actually spit up the next version of the crystal thing when you're done. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. want that so bad. Yeah, well, <laughs> okay. Once it's done transforming me, like I spit up. A, all right. Next. Oh, I I'd forgotten that. Yeah, yep. yeah. So yeah. We could we could be a yeah, whole it, crystalline party. Okay, yeah. Varric is no way eating a crystal, <laughs> so you all can like put that out of your. Isn't that like it's put meat. it in your mouth while you're while you're you uh, sleeping? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, so you don't eat meat. You don't eat crystals. What does Varric? <laughs> yeah, Tacos would be like salads and oats <laughs> and gruel. Tacos would be like explain to me the the suffering that involves eating a crystal. He just like, doesn't I, want to be a crystal. <laughs> that's different. And he might want kids one day. You don't know him. Uh, please now. <laughs> Please, Varric is not allowed the touch uh-huh. of another. <laughs> but he definitely touches himself. Oh, yeah. Thank you. But then you get shards. What? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so I would say crystal crystal stuff, meat stuff. We basically want superpowers. So that, that's yep. what I'm hearing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good times. Uh, all right. This is going to be a quick – this is going to be a quick one. Thank you very much, Chris Durback. We're going to actually follow up with a second Chris Durback question. Uh, and that is very is very simple and to the point. Of all the successes and failures, what is, in each of your opinions, the best twenty and uh, one a natural twenty or natural one in the entire long shot? Now, I don't really recall many twenties. Now, that is both a summary of who I am as a role player, but also of the game itself. I only remember the giant fuck ups. So, uh, I'm I'm gosh. Um, 
I've got one nat 20 you guys rolled. I got uh, one nat 20 as well. Okay. Yeah, I've got one. The okay. guidebook? Guide. The guidebook. Oh my god. Basically, right. you would have, for a brief I've second, this one. Yeah, you almost learned a lesson about maybe not trusting people, oh. and then you rolled a nat 20 on that book and fully justified buying a book I 100% was going to be worthless until you roll that nat 20. I, to this day, am upset about this. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. Because I think you first rolled to get this, to negotiate, you yeah. rolled a nat 1. Yep. And then later on, low. you used it, and you rolled a nat 20, and it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, and it's just that look on your face, uh, like Angela looked at all of us with that look of like, I learned nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> I think I rolled a nat 20. I think Angela and me both rolled nat 20s once because Angela told everybody a lie. Yes. Oh, and yeah. I don't, I think it was like, yep. um, you, oh yeah, you're, you pushed the button uh, to have. He doesn't like that you're accusing his mother <laughs> of lying. Who the hell is that? <laughs> Angela pushed a button to send her all the people on accident. And Hitekos is like, what could have transported them, Maral? Did you mess up? And Angela's like, no. And everybody <laughs> fucking rolled to see if they detected it. And Angela rolled a 20. Yep. And I rolled a 20. Yep. And then I rolled a 19 and you rolled like a 2. But that was the only thing I remember as like rolling a 20 as Var- Varric. So Varric's the only one that knew... That you were the one that was messing with something to cause your people to teleport. Yep. I do remember in that 20. Uh, it was when very early on. Do you remember when Tegos had the blood poppy or whatever attached to his leg? Yep. That made oh, him. The, the blood, blood pup? Yeah. Blood, blood pup, yeah, the yeah. blood leap. Oh, yeah, blood pup, yes. The blood pup. So, so it was a creature that attaches much like a tick to a leg. And the second it does, it convinces the host. It's a parasite, and it convinces the host that it has always been there and is, in fact, part of it, uh, part of its body. So, um, so Moral and Varric Vekas uh, figured out that uh, myself and Dan's character both had these things on us. And um, uh, was it was it or is it Moral? I think, I think had I it. had it. And oh yeah, because Cohen yeah. was the one that had to convince her. That logically just doesn't make sense. That's right. That's he right. went the logical point, and I rolled. I attacked you, had, you. Yeah, you you attacked me. You had a blade that I I think I had gotten you that had a sedative on it. Oh yeah, from the uh, the the murder crow. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Murden, Murden, the Murden. Yeah, and so you were like, I'm just gonna stab Tagos. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got this, guys. And, and you up. were like. Ugh. Undoubtedly, the most badass person on the team, oh and well, you rolled yet. for shit, and I rolled a twenty. I think twice in a row. <laughs> well, the thing is, I rolled from shit from the start, and you rolled decent, yeah. and then I finally rolled like a nineteen. I'm like, I fucking hit you, and you rolled a nat twenty, yeah. and just I'm just like, it, fuck this shit. It became a complete nightmare, yeah. like <laughs> knockdown, drag out fight. You're like, I've been, I've studied in the monastery since the day I was brought in in order to be able to non lethally. Detain people. Beat you up one side of the road and down the other. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. I was really pissed off. And I like to think because this is before you found out he was an assassin. Oh, so yes. basically, like, why is this goddamn Taylor 
so much trouble. Because you lied to us for like for an entire year. You're <laughs> like, I can. I, I was actually legitimately complaining to Angela. It's like, listen, everybody has character concepts and they use their character concepts, but I swear to God, Tagos has never moved anything with his damn mind. <laughs> so why would you waste your time being uh like you know Tagos the uh, fucking. Uh, uh, what's it called? A uh, 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 mind over matter. Mind over matter. A Jack who Utilize uses mind mind utilizes matter. mind over matter. I keep on telling Angela, it's like I, I think I'm gonna have to talk to Tegos because he's never used. Like, look at some of this shit. <laughs> There's a lot of awesome shit. He's just not doing it. Occasionally he jumps, but that's about it. And yep. finally, like I murder. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay, I don't feel so bad about that fight on the <laughs> yeah. street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I was just picking on a tailor. <laughs> yep. Then the uh, the nat twenty that I most uh, remember was back in that pirate town when Tago snuck off, <laughs> and Moral was like, "I'm going to follow him," yep. which is just Aunt, me looking for something to do as a character because mm-hmm. I had no idea what to do. It was so early on in the game that I didn't really have a concept of my character. I didn't have a concept of the system, so I was just like, "Oh, David's being sneaky. I'm going to be sneaky too. Let's see what happens." I don't have, I, I don't think I had stealth or anything, just rolled a nat 20. And it's like, oh, okay. So I just become one with the shadows and I am on David like white on rice. I yep. think you also rolled another to 20 because you're like, I go to his, I go to his uh, locker mm-hmm. and see if you can pick it. And you rolled another 20 and you're, and, and you're like, yeah, you absolutely opened the locker without any problems. He stole all the shit. <laughs> and then when he comes back, he opens it up, closes the locker, opens it up again. Yeah. Yep. No, and I think I, it was that point I gave you the first, like, you have uh, your trade in his bullshit. Yep. That yep. was also the first time that I stole Tagos' armor. Yep. All right, so so we got 20s. Uh, Cohen, do you have any 20 or? I don't remember a single roll I've ever made with this yeah. character. <laughs> Honestly, it's, you never remember the 20s that much. Yeah. But the ones, oh, oh, there's plenty of ones. Oh, the one character, the one roll where basically you got hit by um, Boris, the giant robot. Where you basically oh, yeah. you're trying to hide inside of of, of his uh, wagon and he slams you into the air into the forest. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah, he's and he's you still like, going. Yeah. <laughs> Cue the music. Yep. Of course, we all remember the the best one. I would say we all agree the best one that has ever been rolled. Yes, naturally it was by David, of course. But yeah. it was that one where we all had to. We all were just fucking around, honestly. And David's like, "I'm going to see if uh, if there's any dangers. If this woman's lying, and we all knew this woman wasn't lying. Why? That doesn't make any sense." And you rolled a one, and it's like, David, your spider sense is tingling, and it turns into a romantic spy thriller. Oh, it was so good! You were like, just like you kept on like diving out of windows and like like hanging off like the side of the oh, building to, right. cry, to go I to other like, people's like guys, trying guys. to warn you guys. Hey, yeah, you broke into my room. Like, don't eat the soup. It's very poison. And my character just lowers the bowl, and it's completely. He's like, what? And we were like, we were so hungry from the road, and everything. So, and then you finally figured it out, and you left, and my character burst in. He's like, I puked up all, I forced myself to throw up, and you're like, uh, yeah, never mind. (laughs) I remember that. That was the best one. I remember. There's always ones where you just mess up, and you're just getting hit by Boris, or you just fail miserably punching someone, or you punch a wall. But that one was the one that actually changed an entire scenario. Yeah. You turned a simple stay at the end into a spy thriller. Yeah, it was, that was literally going to be a minute. You sleep there and you wake up and you go to the town. That became a 20-minute adventure. Yep. <laughs> My favorite part about that was definitely uh, 
uh, Jesus and I, uh, Jesus, you, you really set a good rhythm <laughs> with that conversation between my character and the old woman because you were coming from an erotic thriller or a, a, an erotic novel. My character is coming from a spy thriller and the terminology is remarkably similar. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we all got to get back into the game sometime. And I'm like, it was a lot of that, but like my character thought we were about to have a duel and your character wanted to fight. I think at the end, finally, like she like started unbuttoning and then like, Tego yeah. suddenly realizes, oh, 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 never mind. And you like swallow something to turn. You used a cipher. I used a cipher. You wasted a cipher to get out of <laughs> like to turn yourself of, green. Yeah, or like glowing green. Yeah, yeah. And then I said I was infected with some nanite virus. Mm-hmm. And then I literally jumped out of a goddamn. <laughs> sorry, I jumped through a waterfall. <laughs> yeah, I dove out of the window. Yep. Just, I remember that. Mm-hmm. That's the one. That, that was our the only one that ever, I yep. think, is the most important. Mm-hmm. And I think the 20 that changed the most is definitely Morales. Morales' turn yeah. as, uh, as, as a Tago's trailer. Yeah, because it um, basically changed the dynamic between your two characters. Oh, yep. yeah. Instantly. Yep. Um, I couldn't believe I could not believe it. Still can't. <laughs> She has to die. See, I think my most memorable one, because uh, I, I was saying, it's like, I don't actually remember that many. And then I remembered very, uh, Justin, you were bringing up um, t- following Tagos. I remembered very recently when Cohen and Moral went to the Oubliette. And Moral's yeah, like, I've got God. this. I totally know how to handle this. And <laughs> roll a one on remembering how to do the T. Yeah. And yep. it's like, yeah, and Moral, you're going to die now. Like, okay. <laughs> yep. Open new character. Yep. That was good. That was good. Luckily, you were hanging with the one dude who could. Who rolled yeah. in that 20 to figure out what was going on. Oh, yeah, that's recall. right. And yeah, then you remembered yeah. all the times that Tagos had wiped your mind that he never brought up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You did roll. Uh, Dan did roll. Cohen did figure it out yeah, yeah. immediately. And yeah, you be- fixed it all. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because there would have been a negative because of the point. But because yeah. rolling that twenty is able to just put everything back together quite easily. Yep, that's that about right. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into a uh, uh, let's get into a more juicy one. Uh, thank you, Chris, once again. So, Modrigan, Modrigan, good day. Right? Is that it? No. Top of the morning. London. No. London. Governor. 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 Hey, bruv. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Um, uh, Mondragon, sorry about your uh, football team, buddy. Um, they lost to the Swiss, I believe. Ah, yeah, okay. the, the Brits lost to the Swiss. Yeah, it's tackling, um, man. And, uh, defense, offense yeah. can't get, you know. Yeah, exactly. With the <clears throat> the the people on the pitch mm-hmm. and uh, the sticky yep. wicket. Um, yep, yep. And uh, touchdown. Yeah, mm-hmm. but nobody got the the. Visit or whatever it is that you need to catch to get a hundred points. That's uh, what it's called, right? Uh, no, that's called uh, what's that Harry Potter snitch. snitch? Snitch, snitch. Cool. Yo, yeah, yeah. Just like in America, we do yeah. not like snitches. <laughs> um. So, uh, Modrigan asks: After a hundred episodes, what is your character's greatest triumph and their worst regret? Did we just answer this? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, okay, I'll go. Uh, Vekas, uh, Varric. Varric's, uh, greatest triumph, it literally happened, and his greatest triumph and his late, and his greatest regret happened within two minutes of each other. Uh, greatest triumph, freeing his gods, finally releasing them to walk back to home. Greatest, uh, regret, uh, not jumping in front of, uh, Vekas to keep him from being taken. Aww. So, that is his greatest triumph and greatest regret. Uh, and Vekas's uh, greatest regret is Wilton. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. Uh, so Cohen's greatest triumph is clearly <laughs> Wilton. <laughs> you saved a monster. I don't see what the problem is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and greatest regret is 
None. He regrets nothing. <laughs> this if ever a character regretted nothing. He's the Mer- he's the American psycho of the ninth world. Seriously, he's learned it's and like, regrets. No, he has, nothing. Like, think it's like seriously. Think like he has no regrets. He's completely uh, happy with uh, with pretty much every decision he's made. He is weirdly optimistic. Yeah, no. I was re-listening to some of the episodes, and and you are weirdly optimistic. About even after that guy Thorn kicked your ass and almost killed you, you were very much like like roses and puppies. You were like, no, he could have killed me, but he didn't. Anyways, well, so Cohen doesn't think he can die because exactly he, he is going to be the one that sings, that sings the song that kills the world. Okay. So I can see why you're optimistic when yeah, no, he's because you. you you literally saw the future. Exactly, he he is like he is completely and utterly convinced. You know, kind of like uh, uh, spoilers for end of season Shield, uh, <laughs> where basically yeah, he's he's seen the future. And he believes, like, no, I'm going to get there, so nothing can stop me because I've seen what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not saying he's correct. <laughs> I'm just saying that's how he that's how he's acting. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how that's what he believes. All right. So, Co- so Varric has his. Cohen doesn't regret anything, yeah, but he's been <laughs> regret to try nothing. Walton. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, kind of. <laughs> like, he's pretty proud of himself that he has yeah, released that's... that giant uh, beast because he me. feels a kinship with it. It's no, like, yeah, that could, you know, there, but for the fact that I am not a giant whale, go I. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you will one day find the cipher that turns you into a giant whale. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. But seriously, like he he kind of identified with it, uh, you know, thinking on later on. It's like, yeah, creature of potential immense destructive power being controlled by you know these puny humans. Yeah, I feel you, bro. Well, that's always been our worry about a conflict. Like, I told Jesus, it's like, you know, if, if Cohen is pro, very proud of himself about Vailton, Varric won't want to travel with them because... Oh, he's Varric- not like, yeah, I mean, he's not like going around, oh, like, no, yeah, no, like telling just, people, like, no. hey guys, Savior Vailton, Savior. It's just like, it's one of those things that, like, you know, it's it's a weird dynamic because Varric, well, definitely Beckus, felt incredibly shamed by the fact that he killed thousands of people and you were like no i saved a whale so it was that yep. ideological yeah like he doesn't he like he doesn't see it as like thousands of innocent people like no, no, no they knew I, what they were getting yeah. you you saved uh, a person uh, you, you saved someone from slavery yep. it was an intelligent being it, you know like yeah no i know so, it makes complete yeah. sense but it was one of those things i was like uh, we had to carefully navigate that oh yeah yeah because yeah. i was like i think varic would leave that's fair that's fair also yeah. it's just just narratively and as a podcast, I don't think that any of us out of game would want to play a character that glorifies killing a couple right. thousand people for the equivalent of a building. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, like even in Shadowrun, you wouldn't be like, yeah, we stopped the building from blowing up. Everyone inside died. It'd <laughs> yeah. be like, I feel uncomfortable with this, like, <laughs> fair, with sure. with this uh, assessment of of. Yeah, uh, but this is, this is a, a non-human character who, mm-hmm. even then, he's not he's not celebrating the deaths of the humans. He's he's just. It's almost like he doesn't yeah. even real like they're not part of the equation. What's right, more exactly. important is the creature than the humans, and right. the humans are just kind of like, oh it's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, the like we all know how this is supposed to work. The humans should have left a long time ago. They didn't. Well, that, it's and, on them. And that's what Cohen is kind of discovering of, like, you are starting, like, Cohen is starting to explore a little bit of, like, humanity. Like, he is kind of human himself in a way. Mm-hmm. And you are starting to realize, like, oh, there is a kind of a thing I haven't considered. But but during yeah. Welton, it was completely like, no, I'm more empathetic to the creature, which right. makes complete sense. Yeah. There is an irony, though, uh, that your character, Cohen, uh, freed this whale 
from uh, bondage, but then it was found out later that the way that it did so was by activating your character's control, like right. the fact that it was controlled by other things. Yeah. So you were still in service to someone else while trying to free someone else of yeah. bondage. Um, but speaking of that control, actually, I think that's actually Morale's greatest triumph is when she freed Cohen yep. from that control. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. 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 So I like the hedgehog. <laughs> so I think that's uh, up there with her her greatest triumphs. Um, her Meralt is not a character that has a lot of regrets. No, uh, because she having regrets requires focusing on the past, and she's a very forward moving character. So I am probably her greatest regret is like the thing that just kicked off her character arc. And come back in two weeks, and there will be a different answer. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, nope. but not a spoiler. So seriously, if this if this uh, uh, GTRT was coming like after episode one hundred and two or something, mm-hmm. very different answer. Okay. All right, we'll we'll do one right afterwards. Um, and uh, Fortegos's greatest accomplishment is bar none getting himself captured instead of the kids at the end of Whaleton and dying subsequently. Um, but that was his, that was his greatest, that was his greatest achievement. Couldn't get himself out of it. Couldn't kill, sneak, bargain his way out of it. But he knew in his heart that that was the right thing to do. Um, and he eventually died a really sad, like, kind of like helpless death. Um, and then some other stuff happened. Um, but, but yeah, that was his greatest accomplishment. And I think simultaneously it is tied to his greatest regret which is he um when he came back his biggest regret was that you were still all in danger um and so he's dead and then he's alive and he's got this new suit of armor but nothing's changed. You're all throwing yourselves into harm's way over and over and over again. Uh, and so in some ways he feels like maybe his death really was pointless and he could have just killed the twins and left. And like, what would have changed? What would have changed? Like, uh, I would be dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> death. Yeah. <laughs> no questions until after the speech. But it's like, in, yeah. in some ways, as far as we know, one of you is dead. Yeah, that's a very good point. It's a very good point. So I guess I'll cash in half that contract. Yeah. Um, yeah, that counts. That counts. We could use the shins. He's just job ever done. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about you, uh, Jesus? Anything uh, Anything um, for just as a storyteller? Is, is there any specific moment where you were running a scene or you orchestrated a certain sequence of events or there was something that happens with an NPC in us that you, you know, really kind of like pumped your fist at? Or even just said like, "Ooh, that did not go as I that went in a direction I wasn't cool with, or <laughs> not cool with." But like, "Oh, that didn't think that one." <laughs> that went south oh, real fast. Yeah, <laughs> that would real be Whaleton, yeah, yeah, uh, south real fast. Um, Whaleton a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I had, I had an idea of what would happen with Whaleton. Like, I wanted the whale to be manipulating Cohen and then see what would happen. Yes. That entire town being destroyed. I you you kinda, didn't quite expect that Cohen's reaction to being controlled yeah, I by the whale would and be like, totally, fuck yeah, let's do this. Yeah, yeah because honestly, I'm down. Yeah, honestly, I, it's totally my fault. I didn't have a full understanding of his character. Yep. And I basically opened the door for him to do that. Yeah. So that's totally on my bad. Uh, my greatest uh, triumph, it's not really a triumph on me, it's more of a triumph on the dice, 
is when he uh Cohen rolled uh when it was the memory moss or the the moths that basically uh give you a random cipher oh, yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, he yeah. got he and he got the one where basically he uh got to see ask one question of the data sphere and he basically asked a question of a for his entire character concept. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I was there for a second and I thought, okay, I'll give you and then it clicked for me because for a long time I was trying to think, find a way to link all your characters. Mm-hmm. And that became the first initial step. Ah. And from there, the idea started coming of how this story is supposed to go, reaching up to now, episode 100. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, thank you very much, um, Madra. We, we, we got everybody, right? Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Uh, let's follow up with a... Uh, let's follow up for... Um, uh, Chris Durback, knocking him out of the park today. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, we'll go back to you, Chris. Um, <clears throat> um, oh, well, save the gripe, the, the grumbling one for, for last. Uh, um, how, okay, call me Ishmael. Hey, call me Ishmael. Ishmael, long time. How you been? How do you all feel about how the characters have evolved from episode one to episode 100? Who has grown the most? Who has grown the least? How much of that growth was pre-planned versus organic? Ooh, good question. I can tell you that my character's growth was almost entirely synthetic. <laughs> uh, that was planned from a, from a while ago. Nice. Um, <clears throat> but where it went, it pretty much lasted. Takos's growth um, was planned up until... Wilton? I don't know. I did the big reveal after that. Wilton, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I think up until Wailton, it was still very much part of the job. Uh, just to see what you what you were all up to and then kill people. Um, and then after coming back from the dead, I would say it's pretty organic. Um, and I've been trying to... I've been trying to grow Tagos's heart, effectively... Um, I said this in a previous GTRT, when I make a character, I take a person and I take something away, and that's the character, uh, and that's how I play the character. So with Zap from Hex, it is a complete inability to understand danger. Um, with Marcus, it's an inability to understand evil. Um, and in, uh, and in Numenera, it's an, it's an inability to feel compassion or feel empathy for other people. Uh, and so, yeah, I've been trying to work on, on, on making that effort. And all of you guys have actually made efforts to, uh, clearly like that's the direction we're going in where there was definitely a point where I was worried we were never going to connect like on an emotional level with these characters. And morale is pulling you into it, kicking and screaming. <laughs> kicking and goddamn screaming. That is the greatest trap, <laughs> trap of the heart. <laughs> uh, yeah. So for my own part, uh, for my own part, I, I think I've, grown a lot but a lot of it was orchestrated a lot of it was orchestrated so because yeah like from the from the outside i i would absolutely um say tagos but as you said it was almost like the the growth was in some ways fictional because you weren't playing tagos as tagos you were playing tagos who was you were the dude playing the dude that's playing another dude yep (laughs) triple dude (laughs) so yeah, it's like almost like your growth really only starts halfway through the the series, mm-hmm. and you've done amazing growth. I, I hope that does not downplay. Oh in no, way no, 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 absolutely not. That was but the- it like resets the the balance of who has grown the most. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, I feel like 
I, I, I'm sorry. Oh, no. I was going to say, I feel like Cohen is the biggest question mark here because I've actually had conversations with Dan outside of uh, the game about Cohen, like where he feels Cohen is going because I it, it seems to me like Cohen has grown the least. And that's fun. I just wanted to make sure that uh, I, we were going to the bodega one day and I was just like, are you? Are you okay with that? Are you like looking for an angle or yeah, Cohen? Cohen Cohen is basically going through uh, an accelerated childhood slash adolescence. Effectively, like he's technically the youngest out of the whole bunch mm. in his own weird way because he's really only existed as far as he knows since just before he met the rest of you. Like he showed up, he showed up out of nowhere in the rift side of uh, what's the town? Rifton. Uh, Rifton, Rifton, right? <laughs> Come on. That's where they got that name from. Uh, just, you know, just appeared one day out of the fucking waste with Guys, zero whale memory. Ten. Whale time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And I'm believing to see, I'm beginning to see why you uh, name towns in this game. Yeah. I know. It's very clever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very clever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's, and you know, he showed up out of nowhere with zero memories, uh, was weird at the town and the town went okay no no too much too weird and we're a town named after the fucking rift in the middle of it uh that leads to another dimension and you're still too weird get out so he got exiled and shortly afterwards when he met with the rest of the group so he's like how long have we been like adventuring together it's been a couple of months at this point. So it hasn't even yeah. been a year. Yeah. So Is he's it? a few months old, effectively. He has no consciousness mm-hmm. from over a few months ago. Uh, and in that time, he's discovered that he does have, quote-unquote, parents uh, and they're assholes. Oh my God, you're going through your like, rebellious team. <laughs> yeah, so he's going through this. So what, Destroy this, the world. No! Yeah, I want like, to! It's like, or maybe I do, but it'll be on my terms, <laughs> not when you tell me to. And by the way... Uh, I know you made me and decide me, so I'm going to start putting, I'm going to start modifying my body. I'm going to start using Numenera that, that changed me, that, that make me something different from what you made me. So he's, he's basically, that's, that's what he's going through. And eventually he's going to reach a, a level of maturity. But, uh, but as of right now, he's just basically being a rebellious asshole. You know, punk kid. So uh, that's the second part of the question, right, David? Like, how much of this was planned from the beginning? Yeah. So was that sort of idea of like I wanted to start doing body mods built in from the beginning? No, or not from the beginning. Not kind from of the as beginning. you were discovering stuff as Jesus was starting exactly, it up. Exactly. No, cool. no. From, from the beginning, there's another question that that I think on the list uh, 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 where I'll, I'll go a little bit deeper into into how you know how my thought process around the character has gone from initial design to, to what I'm playing now. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. keep listening, folks. Uh, I'll say that I had no idea where morale was going to go. We uh, still don't. Yeah, that, that <laughs> No, is just fair. physically on the path. <laughs> she could go anywhere. It's like, uh, the you know, I've said it before, the initial character idea was the absent-minded professor as a valley girl, which has been a ton of fun to play, and a ton of fun... To watch her grow up, because if she was just this teenage girl forever and ever, that that would not be fun to uh, to listen to for a hundred episodes. It would not be fun to play for a hundred episodes. So it, I have enjoyed slowly watching her and playing her, growing up, gaining some maturity, learning things about the the world and about herself and about people, because the. The, the Lukoheda clan is almost a you know, sarcasm exists, but they're almost a clan without guile. They're very trusting people because their only goal is to 
learn things about the world, and now she's around, uh, you know, one person that's very duplicitous. Cohen. So, <laughs> so much so that she's now specialized in seeking, <laughs> figuring out that bullshit. It's very meta with you guys being my friends. <laughs> that there's a speciality of seeing through my bullshit. It is. Uh, so, but absolutely, I, I could not have guessed, uh, you know, two years ago now when we started this, uh, where morale would end up. Mm. Uh, I had a vision of what uh, Varric would be, and ever since we started playing, it's just been one dumpster fire. <laughs> like, no, I'm serious. Like, for a while, I thought he was, like, really good, and then I listened to it myself, and I realized I was the most boring one in the entire group. Uh, and ever since then, I've kind of just always kind of hated playing Varric. Really? Uh, yeah. I just don't think he's interesting. I mean, he had a cool... Here's the thing. I designed Varric with a, a really cool idea, and I, I think it's a very cool idea, and I was really glad that I was able to make it happen. But it's kind of like having a really cool idea for a paint a painting, and you describe it, and people are like, that's fucking awesome, and then you draw off your dick. And it doesn't yes, come Yes, I, I have much experience with that. I, I, so so Varric is probably the worst character that we have in the no, long show. No, 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 no. I don't think he's interesting. Um and I uh, and we've worked on him to make him a little better, but and and it's not you guys. I just don't think I I did, made him a good character in the beginning. I made him a good concept, a great concept, top top concept. Um, but best concept of any you losers. Exactly, <laughs> I, well, well, you fucking losers. Well, that was you know what that was a little bit conceited too. Like I remember when we started playing, and Angela was like really. Moralling it up, and then, <laughs> and then we had Cohen, yes, and then and Cohen, who was this kind of an ape, an apathetic character mm-hmm. of yeah, eat people. What's up? And then we had like you know uh, per- Joe fucking not using his mental powers here, <laughs> and I was like, God, no one's really like doing much of their characters. I really have to push. I really am yeah. glad that I'm here. And then I listened to us like you know a month later, and I was like, I am literally the most boring fucking character yeah. of all of them. And they're all a fucking takeaway stories. Like, Mar- I understand why people say, like, Mara's the fucking heart, and Cohen's the adorkable, and Tagos is the mature voice, and uh, Varric is, yeah. Varric is there, too. Varric's there, too. I'll see you so, I, 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 Featuring yeah. Varric. And, and, no, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like one of those people where it's like, you know, like, you know, it's like on the title screen at the end, it's like, and guest starring Varric. Okay. You know, that that's what I feel no, Varric is. I'll like, see two comments. Like, first off, at least in the beginning, it did feel like you were the straight man. Everyone else was kind of weird, but you're just a dude with fists. That was kind of it. <laughs> yeah. And I want, but, and if I could go back, I would play it a little bit more him being crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I'll say you're slowly, ch- especially after what happened with Vekas, you're slowly changing. You're being, a, you're saying more jokes. You're you're trying to be a bit more alive. You're still a I'm bit try- of a prude. I'm you're trying st- to fucking triage, him, but <laughs> that's just that. That's Varric. I think, like I said, I, I don't mean to take away. We can yeah. move on. It's just I feel that Varric's. Uh, it's not been an organic change. It's been me trying to stop the bleeding. Mm. Uh, uh, listeners, could you just one. put in the comments what you love about no, Varric? No, Thank don't, you. don't, no, I'm not one of that. I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. I really feel from like after listening to us on like a big drive, and it was that was like several months after we started. So I was like listening to like, you know, I don't know, I think it was like episode 30. Mm-hmm. I realized how boring he was. And he had a gimmick, but he was boring. And it's just like, I've, I've just since then been trying to triage and stop the bleeding of him and make him a little bit better. But yeah, no, I've just, I, I think Varric is literally the most boring character out there. Fair enough. Um, I 
uh, I listened to the recent ones, and I'm not disagreeing with you uh, because you play Varric, and I, I absolutely understand what it's like to play something, and you're just like, I can bring it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely think you, I definitely think you can, wh- whichever direction you want that to be. Uh, but uh, Varric is also uh, the only one with the moral compass. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's like, what I've been trying to play up. Like, well, no, like, and it's like funny, but it's because we're all, you know, now the whole joke is becoming adventurers and heroes yeah. and we're saving people. And you're the only one who has any right to be a hero. <laughs> you stay yeah. true to your ideals. You try not to kill people. Right. You speak up when something bothers yeah, you. Yeah, no, that's, that is the one thing I'm trying to do is I'm trying to say like, no, he'll be the moral compass. Like we have Tagos, who is the fucking devil on their shoulder. <laughs> we have, we have Cohen, who is, Eating he's like, everything. He's like the the what is it? The, the id is the one that's basically like yeah. the primal basic mind. Yeah, yeah. this, yeah. Is, yeah. this is basically the yeah. id of the party. Yeah. Y- you are the id. That's yeah. awesome. It's like I'm. So I was like, okay, I will be the fucking like, and this is all very morale centric. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'll be the fucking angel on her shoulder. But like I said, it, it took way too long for Varric to get there. Yeah. Just that's all. all right. But so you're also the angel on her shoulder. That was. Also the one that was like, hey, when there's a fight, you need to stick around for it, Merle. That was. That was. I did finally say, like, what the fuck are you running? Because I was tired of... <laughs> He's the angel like, on- I didn't build a fighter. It's the angel on her shoulder that says, Jesus, do I have to do everything around here? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's that's all of us. I was going to ask Jesus, but I mean, it's all NPCs for you, so mm-hmm. we don't give a shit. That's fair. Uh, um, so... <clears throat> Thank you very much, uh, Ishmael. Stray, Stray asks, very simply, out of all the temporary player characters, which one is your favorite? Okay, so all the temporary characters I remember, there was the, uh, your beetle. Uh, yes, my, my, my frenzied beetle f- f- on the submarine. Yep. Oh, yep. Oh, oh my god, god the yellow submarine has got that. <laughs> you <Yep>. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> then there was Trim, Hextag, son of Idor. Yeah, Mother so, of Hammers. Yeah, and yep. then there was uh, the Whip Lady from yep. Varix. Yep. yep, side campaign. Yep, and then there was Dash the robot. Yep. Oh, Dash. Yep, and then the two uh, idiots from the side adventure. The guards, the, yes, guards. the guards, yep. the guards made heroes. Yeah. Uh, those guys are great. Yeah. Heroes that no one will ever believe you. Yeah. <laughs> I liked. I liked. Uh, Tri- tri- uh, trim, trim, I like, I like trim. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I loved playing Dash because it was just a weird idea. I, I was... loved Dash is my favorite. You yeah. got right to your wife's heart with Dash. <laughs> Every time she talks about that character, she gets a little emotional. I know how to. I know how to manipulate Angela. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I loved. I loved Trim because I, I just I thought it was a good concept, and I liked that you were. I like that you you noted that you were having trouble with Tagos mm-hmm. and you needed to take a break from him. And mm-hmm. I wish I had done that before. And you came up with a character that was completely unique and had a complete arc, even though it wasn't so focused. It was your own arc and it was beautifully done. And I thought you you provided um, a good character that wasn't just filing off Tagos's like uh, uh, serial numbers. Mm-hmm. That's what I liked about it. He was a unique, fun character that just kind of added to the weirdness of Numenera. And I think a lot of sometimes a lot of characters in other campaigns that I've played or seen, they're just they feel like they're they're adventurers from Dungeons and Dragons, where Trim really did feel like a weird Numenera essence. That's what I like mm-hmm. about him. Thank you, thank you. And it's never too it's never too late to take a break with your character 
and try to get a different perspective with a weirdo side gig. We'll always be down. We yep. will always and also, be down. No matter, we can make something up. Yep. Yep. Um. Oh, can you be a, a red hedgehog with with like things on your hands like fists? Be, oh, I can be Neok. <laughs> knuckles. I can be yeah. your fucking knuckles. Or, right. a, or a fox with Numenera tails that lets you fly. <laughs> yep. That's the sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm a huge fan. Uh, I mean, I was a huge fan of Trim. Um, uh, for no other reason other than because I thought it was it was fun to do a German accent and be completely batshit nonsensical. It was a great way to blow off steam after being so so serious with Tegos. Um, I loved our guards though. I loved guards <laughs> from the uh, from the Numenera Chronicles. Casper, um, uh, the Numenera. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Legends. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, because I I love side side stories or DLC or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <clears throat> um, where it it takes one point of the previous adventure and just laser focuses on one infinitesimal location or point in the in the narrative and says, "This person, what was this like for this person? Like, for instance, every single chasing in a car in the twentieth century, two cars are driving down the street. What is in the middle of the street? A fucking." There is a god. There are two dudes moving a pane of glass, <laughs> and then off to the side in order to swerve around pro, uh, pedestrians. Inevitably, somebody drives through a fruit stand. <laughs> make a sh- make a movie about that fruit stand <laughs> owner. I want to know everything building up to that fruit stand, the tragedy, <laughs> and then the the fallout of that fruit stand. <laughs> like, does the city pay for it? Who picks it up? He just watched a bunch of dudes. Also, tip over a, a truck full of chickens. <laughs> it's madness. There was gunfire. I want to know about the the, the fruit stand so person. Um, and so with the with the with the guards, I feel like we got that. We got like, hey, that one thing that Morale robbed. What happened to the people whose job was to stop her from robbing it? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is, oh, good question. <laughs> yeah, is a great. Is a great, great question, but yeah, I, I loved our, um, I loved our our cards. Those were my favorites. All right. Anyone else? Um, I don't know. Inch, did you ever play a side character? I had uh, a uh, in Varric's side campaign. Uh, he me- he mentioned a, a, a whip woman. Yes, and I didn't listen to it, so <laughs> I'm just gonna let that linger. <laughs> I my favorite would still be Dash. Absolutely, yep. Dash was an awesome character. Yeah. Um, I don't think I was listening to all of that. I listened to part of it. Um, I just know that I could immediately hear that Billy was using his "I'm going to make uh, Angela cry" like voice because <laughs> I can tell his like cadence and the the strike of his voice when he's going to completely rend your heart out. Yep. Because he always comes across as super uh, like bubbly and um, and optimistic, and I was like, "This fucker's dead." <laughs> um, <clears throat> But, uh, uh, yeah, how about you, Asus? Favorite side of your side characters? Honestly, has to be Trim, because you had an arc. Which ended wonderfully with the return of Tagos. Yep. 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 Yeah. That was only kind of planned. <laughs> it's, it, is a, it is a wonderful, liberating feeling to, to specifically supply or um, to uh, promote a character to the storyteller saying, like, this is how many times I'm going to play this character. Like, you know, win, lose, or draw, die, or whatever. This is this is how this is how long I want to play this character. Um, 
And, uh, and, and so, yeah, again, thank you for letting me do that. Bringing us to our next question. The lovely leader of the cult of knowledge. Hello, cult leader asks, <laughs> this is great. Um, if, if all your characters had full names, like Dave's short time character, who was keeper of the tomb of the mother of hammers, what would they be? What would be your Viking-esque narrative name? Son of, daughter of, keeper to, protector of, bookworm of. <laughs> I mean, Morale already has the, the start of that because she is Morale of the Lukoheda clan. That is her, she does. her full she does. name. Um, she does. Harasser of Tagos. Ooh, Harasser of Tagos. Yeah, no shit. Um, I'm going to say uh, that mine would be uh, oh, Dan's totally getting into this. He just leaned away from his tablet to look into the middle distance. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, um, uh, let's see, uh, Tagos, uh, deceased of, um, what's the name of her hometown? Not Caspian. Uh, uh, Glavis. Glavis. Tagos, deceased son of Glavis, seller of lies, deceiver of self. Ooh. Nice. Now he's just writing down filthy limericks, and I respect <laughs> what Billy is doing. Yes, all right, so Morale's full one would be uh, Morale of the Lukoheda clan, harasser of Tagos, friend to all. Aww. Nice. Yeah, she would be. You nice. make so many friends. Yeah. like at some, <laughs> at some point, maybe this was a conversation with Billy, but he was talking about, like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, that friend you picked up. And I'm like, which one? <laughs> because basically every place Morale walks into, she's going to walk out with a new friend. Yeah. Yeah, you did. And they're almost all of them are monsters. <laughs> Except for uh, Cohen. Cohen is a spider monster friend and a whale monster friend. Oh, right. Cohen, when he makes friends, he makes big ones. <laughs> yes. But Cohen was also Morale's first monster friend. That's nice. true. From the amazing deception. From, <laughs> that went on probably too long, yeah. but it oh, was that fun. that was amazing. Yeah. That was great. Uh, I guess Varric would be, uh, okay, just Varric of the Starlit Mountain Key. Varric of the Starlit Mountain, Keeper of His Brother's Shadow, Walker of the Light, and unt- uh, and the Untipped Scale. Nice. nice! I like that a lot. Very poetic. Uh, I, I also realize that Cohen is uh, generally the kid who makes uh, friends with the freak of the high school. Yeah. Like, it's a spider person and the giant whale. Those are your two pen pals. Pretty much, yeah. Though, if you ever have to, if we're ever somewhere near the ocean and you can pull a favor... <laughs> <laughs> well, Cohen also has kind of a our, our title, Cohen, the singer of. Uh, yeah, no, no, that's part of it. Yeah, but it's it's. Um, I'm trying to figure out the first part because I know the last two parts. Yeah, it sounds like you're also writing your song. <laughs> trying yeah. to figure out, I got the melody. <laughs> Cohen, <laughs> just Cohen. It sounds like like Cohen, and then like we're gonna do it. Yeah. Like the, like like Perfect Ooh. Strangers themes after that. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you should say Cohen, and then like an entire like like theme song. Just Where everybody <laughs> knows your name. Alright, I got it. Uh, he does. He probably phrase it in character. Uh, Cohen, the ever-changing savior of Whaleton and singer of the song that will end the world. <laughs> nice. nice. Wow, God, your character's so clearly a villain in the making. Oh, no. It really is. Oh, it really no. is. It's not even hard to see it. <laughs> He's having such a great from, time getting there. And that's coming from the guy that's playing the assassin. <laughs> that's yeah. murders. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm totally going to have to kill you one day. <laughs> yeah. um, that's... That is uh that is awesome. And um, to be fair, he'll be re- he'll be really nice about it. Yeah, he'll be like, no, I get it, I get it. I, <laughs> yeah. This is this is. I mean, yeah, I think we all saw this coming, and it's fine. I don't hold it against you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, oh, all right. So thank You'll you. Be delicious. Thank <laughs> you very much, cult leader. We appreciate that. All right. Uh, for Jesus, shoot. Uh, and this is from Dan Allardyce. Have there been any ideas, patron, created, or your own brainchild, that never got to see the light of day that you would like to share with the world? Sure. I'm uh, sorry, that was Chris Durback again. Yeah. Dan, Dan gets Durback. God damn it, Durback. Damn, Durback! <laughs> All right, so there was one idea when I first started the the long shot. Where uh, Do you guys remember your original characters from the Numenera game? Oh, those oh, kids! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The I was, ones uh, that killed all those pervy kobolds. Yeah, exactly. Oh, totally, yeah. totally pervy kobolds. Yeah. I was originally planning to have this game set be set maybe a few decades after that session, and there's a chance you might have uh, met those particular characters along the way. We're gonna pull a Chrono Cross on us? something along those lines, and oh. then basically like they might have been come point to the story. But the more the story went on, there was no good point to. Do it. Yeah, I'm glad you yeah. kind of dis- yeah, yeah. Dis- disregarded that. I liked our human era game in the very beginning, <laughs> yeah. but I think this long shot's yeah, yeah. a lot better. Yeah, no, it was definitely not better. Like I said, it was just it was just an idea, but the more that we kept going with your characters, like it just it wouldn't fit. It would have just taken yeah. away from the story as a whole. Yep. What was our character? I remember my character. You got you were the drug addict in that group. Yes. yes. You kept on huffing some like uh, uh, some cipher, not cipher. It was um, oddity. oddity. Yeah. Yep. It was like a spray thing. You just kept on sniffing it <laughs> yep. instead of actually using it. <laughs> Trying to see Valhalla. Yeah. Uh, then Dan <laughs> played the emo kid because we we're all like teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. He could disappear. He was the phase shift one. Yeah. Yep. He phase shift. That's what he kept on. He's like, "What's the point of life if you're just going to fade through it?" Yep. And I played the. Uh, Another kid who just punched shit. I was like yep. uh, the yep. boy named Sue. Yeah, yep. you were actually uh, technically another monk. I was. I yep. love monks. <laughs> I love like if I could punch shit, that's all I need in my life. It's, mm-hmm. You and me have that in common, man. Oh, uh, yeah. If there's an option to play a hand to hand character, do yep. it. Um, and uh, Angela played a thief with cool that's pants. Right. Yes, that's literally all I remember about the character. <laughs> she was a sword fighter. Yes, and she had. Cool pants. I think like what kind of went into like us deciding not to play that game at one point. I we were sitting with Jesus and we we're like, Angela's character is like evil, <laughs> <laughs> and we don't feel like we would want to travel with her. Like I think you like we killed all those villagers. No, the thing that really messed it up was we killed all those villagers. Yeah, I should rephrase that. I killed all those villagers. <laughs> With one grenade. Yeah. With one grenade. Wow, yeah. This sentence. No, it went okay. Out of no, no, no. Context, listen, listen. This sounds bad. You didn't kill them. They killed each other. Oh, After you right. put in a, a psychotropic rage. grenade that made them into murderous monsters. Well, they didn't attack each other. They attacked a giant like ice worm. Oh, right. And yes. I'm like, and then we just running away. That I finally just realized, like, oh shit, those were villagers because I thought they were like trying to burn you at the stake. And then it's like, oh no, you were a thief. <laughs> you literally stole from them, and I helped you. How do you come back from that? Man, I hope that ice worm's okay. It's like I understand <laughs> that you stealing something does should not necessitate your, you know, your your your. Forks, uh, your torches and pitchforks lynching death. I get that. But the response to stopping that sort of homegrown oh. justice was also wildly excessive. <laughs> I did not ask anybody to throw a psychotropic grenade. <laughs> no, I don't, no, no, no. was without yeah. sin I, yeah. for the first psychotropic I, I do want to, Yeah, I want to point out, Angela did not do anything that... Like, that response was like, oh, someone's in trouble. And then it's just like, we murdered those people. And we're like, wow, what'd they do? Were they going to kill you for you, like, you know, justifying your beliefs? No, I stole all their shit and they were pissed. It's like, do they have children? We literally killed the 
children waiting for those people. It's just an empty town. <laughs> you did, I remember you did a cutscene with Judgment to the de- to the children. Orf, now orphan children. Oh, God. oh yeah. Do you think mommy and daddy are coming? Sure, and they'll bring plenty of food. <laughs> so bad. I'm cold, Douglas. And that was also in the early years of. Um, that was before this this place, right? That was um, that, that might have been old. Yeah, that might have been all Yeah, right. I think that was when we only had one mic and stuff yeah, like I that. Yeah, I think so, yeah. It's, yeah. Don't go back and listen to our original Numenera. No. I still see people on Fanable, like, on, uh, talking about Fanable. They're like, oh, yeah, they do Numenera. And they're like, I hated theirs. And it's like, no, that you're thinking of the old shit. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, that was really shitty. I'm like, well, I can't really say no yeah. to that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I, I do remember uh, that was in the early days where uh, there was – it was kind of accepted – Angela's playing a girl. She was running down, uh, you know, running through a field away from a bunch of people. We immediately thought, like, oh, she's in distress. We need to help her. Now we'd be like, hold on, two sides, every story. <laughs> like, let's, wait, see wait, wait, let's see how this plays out. We gave the whale a fucking microphone to, to say his grievances. <laughs> like, I think we might have went too far. We're like, okay, let's uh, let's talk to the uh, tentacle monster. Why do you want to destroy the world? Well, I just... You know, I'm a builder. And, uh, <laughs> I just think you make it better. Well, that's, that's a pretty good point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, um, any other, uh, Jesus? Any oh, other? Yeah. Uh, oh, well, let's see here. Oh, there was another one, a uh, more recent one, a uh, suggestion from a friend. I was looked through the, my notes. I can't find the name. I'm sorry. I'm sure you're going to comment on the comments. Uh, there was one where basically it said, like, a uh, suddenly a clone of Rissian appears. A clone of what? Rissian, the guy that tortured and killed, uh, Tagos uh-huh. on the boat. And I thought of it for a while, but the problem is uh, there was already Thorn. Thorn was already an arch villain for Tagos. It would have just added an extra villain for no good reason. I mean, it was a good idea. If I had gotten an idea early, I might have introduced it, but at this point, it's it's a thing from the past at this point. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Uh, that's, that's it for that. Thank you very much, uh, Chris Durback. Uh, there is a question from Dan Allardyce, very simple, and again for Jesus. Hopefully this doesn't reveal too much, but how far are we through the story of the long shot? Uh, no, yeah, it's about, yeah, it's about close to 75%, if not as 75% of the story, because a, you've, a lot has been revealed already. Cool. So uh, do you think we'll ever make it to, I don't think the story will allow us to get to tier six. Why not? Well, for then, 75%, we're only at, see, uh, we're at three already. Yeah. And you'll probably get it in advance next session. Let's, let's try to get to five. I mean, what what other game are we playing that it's going to ruin? Oh, no. It's, yeah. it's not be saying, like, oh, we'll be too powerful. I'm just saying, like, if it's going to end, I was like, I doubt yeah. we'll, get, we'll be able to it do It depends on how six. Uh, flying whales and shit. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, it's not like we've really been adhering to the XP system as it's written already. Yeah. yeah, it all depends on what happens after a few more reveals. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, all right. Thank you very much, Dan. Um, all right. Two more, and the last one's gonna be a doozy. Modrigan again. Modrigan back from across the pond. Mm-hmm. Which NPC's backstories do you wish you had a chance to really dive into? I love this question. <laughs> um, we have had a wealth of interesting, mm-hmm. of interesting back, uh, NPCs, uh, with some interesting, uh, uh, in, <clears throat> the, the insinuation of interesting backstories. Um, and we've been all over the ninth world so far. I would love, and I wasn't even there for this game. I want to know the history between the king you guys had to, you guys had to, uh, to be a delivery person for and the recipient of that note when it turned out that you were just the decoy 
for the actual note that that was being transferred. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot about that. I, I want to know that. those two guys. Like, <laughs> I want to know where they met, why they do this weird thing, why they stay in contact. Did they just, like, did they plan, like, okay, so here's what's going to happen. I'm going to send you this esoteric note, right? Okay. And then you wait for a bunch of young, inexperienced green adventurers to act as a, like, that's impossible. That is impossible. So what is their actual situation? Numenera. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely want to know more about – I want to know more about them, and I would say I want to know more about people in the Oubliettes, but I already know the answer to those things. <laughs> I just haven't written them. <laughs> um, there's one guy I kind of think about. So remember when we got uh, – spoiler alert – got sucked into uh, some sort of bubble by some jellyfish – Yes. Yep. Lizards. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And Cohen ate me. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Sentence. There was um Good there was somebody from the Luco Hato clan there. Right. And yeah. I just kinda always wondered, like, how did he get there? Mm-hmm. Like I, I know these things would suck in the consciousness of these people as they slowly digested them. Um, but I was just wondering, like, what's his story? How long has he been there? Like, I was waiting, you know, has he been there? He's, he was a part of the Luca Hated clan, like, 600 years ago, and he's actually part from, like, the people who escaped, uh, the spaceship. Possibly. Where, you know, it's, I've just kind of, uh, always kind of been curious about him. Just a mm. little bit. That's, that's mine. I would like to know the story, because it was interesting when you guys played it, of the slow descent of badness of the old, uh, Leave it the the man who kept on not wearing pants. No, 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 no. no. Oh, that's so that was that, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, that was a great question, Angela. Like, yeah. What's the fringe? What don't they want us to see in this place? And it's like fringe uh, theories on what the. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. And it was a guy like we, we actually used that. And yep. He had no pants. He just had a giant fucking beard in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Illuminati. The slow descent of the Illuminati. Like, how do they go from like these towering uh, intellect, powerful minutes to like these. All dead, beca- and there's a crazy AI running the place. I want to see yeah. that story. You mean when we faced off against Bob? <laughs> From accounting. <laughs> you literally like, yep. this is Bob. I'm like, can we call him Robert? <laughs> no, this is Bob. Big Bob. Boss. Yep. That's amazing. It was Robert, then he went insane. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking Which with it. Which is why he went for Bobby. <laughs> Bobby Newport. Anyone else? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing about the whale. We don't really care about the motivations of the whale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I care, but yeah, listeners. I, simple. Uh, whale wanted to go down and get boogie doogie downstairs and get hugs with kids. Yeah, that's the reason. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, listeners, we all want. feel free to chime in with what you would like to know more about uh, certain NPCs. Which NPCs you would like to know more about? All right. Would you like to know more? Nice. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay, kids, crack your knuckles and. Uh, twist your necks because here we go do you have any particular dislikes or gripes about the system or setting regrets about gaming role playing or mechanical decisions no, I just did mine. Any, anything that you would change about the game setting your characters Matthew destroyer of worlds and friendships in this podcast pro <laughs> <laughs> uh, my only thing about this I think actually the Numenera system the cipher system is actually one of the best systems that have been recently created I think it is an incredibly uh, easy system to follow but it can actually be very complicated if you want it to be I like that it, it's versatile 
The one thing I would say about the Cypher system that I don't like is actually the title. I've said this before, Cypher System, because that means that any game that uses it requires it to have ciphers in it. And I think that's been actually the downfall of some of the really cool concepts. Again, I loved Predation. Like, the idea of Predation, the book itself was awesome. The the, 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 the adjectives that you could throw in, the character concepts, it was one of my favorite. I watched the entire series of Terra Nova just to get prepared for our... our uh, Predation game. So the book is fantastic. The art is fantastic. The only thing I didn't like about it, and this is what I found with a lot of different cipher games, such as Unmasked, is the ciphers feel like they're like, okay, we have to get the ciphers in here. And they like jury rig them in. And they never feel just right. The only times I felt that the cipher system using ciphers were right was definitely Numenera. And then the strange, the strange can get is fine too. But every other system that's ever used ciphers, like some have made it work better than others. But a lot of the times I'm just like, Ugh, I, this game would be just just as good without actually worrying about the ciphers. I don't know what you would call it, but it would be like I would rather call it the foci system or something like mm. that. Where I love the character creation. It's just some settings don't need ciphers. Uh, but for Numenera, it's excellent. So... That's one gripe I would say about the cipher system in general. But when I say like, oh, so is that a gripe against Numenera? I'd say no. Uh, it's actually, I think, one of the best systems that ever was created that fits a setting so well that when you remove it from that setting, it actually kind of hurts the system. Hmm. I want a skill list. Yo, no, that's sis. A good one. I want a skill list. I want there to be an addendum at the bottom that says, of course, this is not an exhaustive list. Please always feel free to make up your own skills. Like, give me a place to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and, and I think they're doing it for uh, Numenera 2 book. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, the, the better understanding of the skill Numenera. Yeah, the dear, because Numenera was like the first book to use the cipher system. So Numenera 2, from what I've read so far, has done a lot of improvements. Yeah, like, for, no, yeah. I meant like breaking down the skill. Oh, Numenera. right. Oh, okay, sorry. Never mind. Like the skill for Numenera itself. Like we've oh, always complained. Okay. Like I think Num- they are actually splitting Numenera up into a couple yes. of skills for the second book. Yes, definitely. But that was a big one for us. But yeah, Numenera was used for, well, everything. So yeah. a request, but speaking of skills, uh, you guys know this is a pet peeve of mine. If a revamp of a game increases the amount of skills taken, it needs to come with an increase of skills of uh, skill points that the player characters have. So if you suddenly... we find this with some of the Savage World settings, that a new setting in Savage Worlds will have a, you know, a new couple of skills for that setting, but all the normal ones are still there, and you still have the same amount of points, so now you have to make some real Sophie's choices about what kind of skills you need to take. Um, wow, and analogy. That is the analogy. That is the analogy. I love it. Uh, and, uh, and with Numenera, I mean, just more more skill points. Like, a level one character who's not a jack it's like congratulations you've got rope use and it's like and and you're just oh it's so infuriating to look at all of the conceivable stuff you could use a a skill point for and then be like no i just got the rope use thing i thought that would be helpful it's it's not i like the skill system in newman i will say it it might be better if instead of like just giving you more skill points instead of uh Cut down, like cut up the broader skills, but basically start putting together the skill, the more singular skills. Like running, climbing, sort of should just be athletics at that point. Well, mm-hmm. and also, I, it's been a while since I built a character, but this isn't a skill point character based yeah, yeah. system. Yeah. Yeah. It's more, for example, like when you have the for for me at least, is like when I was playing a jack. It's like, oh, you can choose a new skill every day. I'm like, 
I have, don't have mm-hmm. enough brain power to come up with a unique skill every single day. Please give me a list to reference. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so it's, some... oh, it's really just more like you have those opportunities at leveling up. That's when you can choose right. to cool. add a new skill. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. Is When I say skill points, I just mean like you can pick one skill at the beginning of every tier. Make it more than one skill if the tiers are going to progress so slowly that you're like you're 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 striving towards this next tier just so you can be good at one thing kind of but i would like, point out the way we do xp because mm-hmm. there is like a way that you can actually instead of doing your shit you can actually spend xp to cr- create mm-hmm. very specific skills mm-hmm. I, I i which we have done so mm-hmm. which we have done sometimes but um the skill i think skills get a better up with how we play it yeah, just we just how we do it. And it's not bad how we do it. I'm, I actually like how we actually are leveling up together. But I think a lot of the complaints on skills is the fact that we don't do XP the way they expect you to do it. Because mm-hmm. you can't that just because you true. can't just say like, oh, I have three XP. You know, I randomly I want a skill. I want the skill of climbing this particular this particular mountain. And yeah. he's like, yep, yeah, absolutely. Or I have four XP. I'm buying an advancement. Boom! I'm now specialized in the skill that I've had. Yeah, yeah, so that that is the one the one thing. Yeah, but I see your point about skills. I just know that the way we do XP makes it a little bit more apparent. Yeah, the the reason I bring it up is because I was listening to earlier stuff and just remembering we. I, I I'll speak for myself. I spent way too much time in the first half of this entire thing, uh, long shot, saying the words. No, I don't have that skill. Mm-hmm. Like. Jesus would, it would, I mean, like, if we could cut it out, these episodes would be 30 minutes long. <laughs> uh, it would be Jesus being like, do you have blah? And one of us would be like, no. Because all of us would only have, like, one or two skills. And it was Numenera for 50% uh, of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, to this day, like, Gowen still has one skill. He specialized in Numenera. That's the only one. And He's got, got in oh, zero. You, have, you, have, you got stealth at some point. Oh yeah, I did pick up like yeah. one day. Yeah, like, the first level we stuff. shouldn't be talking. We yeah. shouldn't be trying to like hem and haw whether or not you have two or one <laughs> skills. Yeah. That's just a personal pr- opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But also remember, you can gain assets to increase that as well. So it's not skills, not the only way to decrease difficulty. I'm just putting. Yeah, it yeah assets are very. Th- I I do not. They are not um, nailed down as far as I can read into uh, the book. I understand that books can be assets. Yeah. And that's as far as I've ever interacted with it or mm-hmm. seen it used. Uh, I mean, Tommy, yeah. technically, uh, your mask would be an asset. It's a two-step asset instead of just increasing your skills. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. my mask is like – it gives me the singing asset, a two-step asset for singing. So if he, if you want to at some point, he can gain other skill uh, – get trained in performance. So now he has three-step advantage. Yeah. Okay. I could yeah. be like four step and I could be a bard <laughs> yeah. people. So basically anything outside skills is considered an asset. So any, I could just give you any bonus because of any cipher, any artifact, because it sounds cool in the story. I can give you an asset in something. And you can also, items can be assets. Like I'm climbing. Yeah. I have a rope. It's like one point asset. Yep. I think. Yeah. Okay. One point. Essentially. Asset. I would love it. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. I didn't really know. I mean, Again, we don't really interact with it. Yeah. Or at least I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to do that more. Like once Numenera 2 comes out and when I have it, in my PDF hands, I'm gonna look through it and probably remake some of your characters, cool. and just like try to be more strict with the rules. Cool. Okay. Two Minera fast, two Minera furious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what? Do you, of course. So we got David's and we got mine. <laughs> you, what about getting mine all 
for ever. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, Cohen's and Morales, oh, uh, my, or also known as Angela and Dan? My, mine was the skill list. Okay. Yes, the skill list. Dan, what's your? What's I mean, your beef? If, if anything, it would just be uh, the fact that that baby keeps crying. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. Uh, no, um, I mean, if I have one complaint, I guess it would be with the. Oddly enough, with the the descriptors, right? the descriptor is the one that like who murders or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, that's yeah. Uh, or is it the no, no, that's no, that's no, no, the, it's, it's the okay. one. It's the one word description before your character. Like I okay, am so a blank. Who you're looking, so, you're, so you're the foci. Foci. the foci, yeah, foci. Um, because it becomes very clear, very quick that the foci are in no way, shape, or form balanced. Yes, like there are yes. some foci that are oh incredibly God. useful in every level, and some foci that are completely useless or even actively harm the party. Just throwing out Howls of the Moon there. Uh, <laughs> um, Howls of the Moon really strikes me as like they had more copy and they just didn't go to print. Yeah, and they were yeah. like, wait, there's still half a page of how awesome this is. Right, and... Uh, and f- that's fine. Not every game, like not everything, needs to be balanced. Uh, but I don't know. Like I think an approach where, like, even the ones that, are, like, so this like X X uh, foci has a lot of bad things with it, but let it have something good. <laughs> you know, let it have like, all right, sure, you get uh, two step disadvantage to every roll, everything you do. But you know, you're the once, storyteller. Yeah, exactly. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, once upon our once per uh, uh, day, you can literally cast wish. You know, mm-hmm. like something like that. You know, like you, how's it? The mood's a hard one, <laughs> right? Right? Because like, because if if, like, if, if, if if there was at least a way. Like within the system of House of the Moons, okay, sure. Every time's full moon, you're gonna transform into a slavering beast, and it's gonna suck for everybody. Got it. Check done. But maybe give me a way all the other days to tap into that somehow I, I think or, I can, yeah. or yeah or do something like I, I i i went around that by with the specific powers like i specifically uh chose powers that gave me that gave other people claws yeah that that uh, filled them with anger mm-hmm. stuff yeah. like that and that was just me kind of like on the back end justifying why he has a specific set of powers but it's not actually tied to the foci there's nothing in the foci that's actually any kind of good all the way up through like level six at the very end because even even once you gain quote-unquote full control in that you can change at any time and change back at any time while you are changed you are still effectively under gm control Mm -hmm. like you will never become like you know a Godzilla, own, yeah, your own Godzilla. Well, no, uh, no, I can, and I, that's at I level six, that. and that's no, like no, at the top. It takes a long time for you even get like a, a hint of control of what you're able. Right, to. Like, right. You, I think at level six you get to roll as like stop your. No, no, so, no. So uh, yeah, so there's all something the, that kind of makes you kind right, of so all the way up through even like level you know like tier five. All it really does, instead of improving, it just makes it worse because <laughs> now you're more powerful when you transform once a month and take over. Well, and rush we even had to like make you more powerful than when your actual ability is because, like, even if you like right now, like your house at the moon, like level three, yep, you would get like four more might and four more. You know, he got he got some pretty decent yeah, bonuses, but, but not unbeatable still, bonuses. Yeah, I would still kick your ass. Like, exactly. Yeah, but it, 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 in. I'm being a Numenera advocate here. He, the thing is, he chose a nano. If he had chosen a warrior... It would be a... even worse. No, yeah. If I had yep. chosen a warrior, it would be even worse because then I'd get... I already have high might and high all this right, stuff. Right. And then the change comes. Uh, now right, my yeah. might is ridiculous and I'm still out yeah. of control. That is... No, okay. it, it no be it's even worse, even yeah. worse for a, for it, a, for a warrior. It's basically like a grenade at higher levels because I, I think three or four you can choose once a day to just mm. go into it. But then they very clearly say like... 
Yeah, but then you still got to roll intellect to like stop and you kill everything around you. And exactly. Like, and if you were, if you're playing a, a, a warrior, if you're playing a glaive, uh, uh, your intellect is probably not your best stat. Yeah. I mean, so, if you want something like an uncontrollable monster, like Frenzy's a better one. Like who Frenzy's? Yeah. That yeah. gives yeah, that was you like, fun as hell. yeah, that yeah. gives you at least some like some control. Like how's it the moon though? Just like and, and the thing about how's the moon? It's just like. Once a month, yeah. or is it once a month? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once every month. Yeah. For, yeah, for three days, once a month. For like the day until, before, until, off yeah. and after, until like three tier, and so it's very much like, oh, guys, we just your, your character just tried to kill us. Yep. In a month, we'll deal with this again, and until then, you don't yeah. get any cool shit. Yeah, exactly, and there's and no why benefits. We had to do like the the fucking spike in your head to get yep. you that more yep. foci. So yeah, you know what? It's on me. I totally chose that. I love the idea behind it. The execution turns out to suck quite a bit. Um, but I, if, yeah, if I have a gripe, I'd like to see some more level of balance within, like, don't, don't give me any foci that are purely negative. You know, don't, like, why, why, you know, why would I choose something that only disadvantages me and only disadvantages the rest of the party? There are some foci that are just ridiculously powerful. Like time travel. Right. And at the same time, there's other foci that are just like, and you broke the game by yeah. choosing this foci. <laughs> time travel. So. And then there's like one, like I read one that's like, here's that time travels and you can like fucking go back in time. And then there's like level six of, of like moves like a cat. You fall and you don't get hurt. And I'm like, that's good and all, but <laughs> right, fuck, right. I'd rather yeah. go back in time and say hello to George Washington. <laughs> a lot exactly. of times, a lot of times, uh, some of the higher level abilities will just be lower tier um, special powers that you can buy just as anybody, like exactly. especially Jax. Like, mm-hmm. um, uh, like for instance, like Angela, your character's ability to see in the dark, excuse me, see in the dark. Uh, that is not as good as a level one ability I could have bought this entire time. Um, and I, I must read that every single time we sit down. Every time. I'm like, I know I misread this. I know I misread this. Angela can kind of see in pitch black darkness and see very well in dim darkness. And this level one power says, no, you can see perfectly well in any light system whatsoever. Which is actually what I had when I was a Jack. Oh, really? Yeah. So actually, as a tier one character, I was better in darkness than I am at tier three. Yeah. But that's because I, I... but it's still, I would still say, explores dark places mm-hmm. is one of the better balanced. Oh yeah! Like I all, I, I have a, a, an embarrassment of riches to choose from every time I level up because uh, it is so filled with cool options. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I do, I do really love that build. I think other builds like has a shard of the sun are hilarious. They're <laughs> adorable. It's like level one, you can blind people or some shit. You know, it's. Um, I like punching. Uh, I like the two, like. Need oh, the yours That's is a good bro- one. Broken. And then I like, <laughs> it, Matt, like give it's me a, broken. Like, volcanic, like mm-hmm. you are. Vol- you have a, yep. Oh, it was brilliant. I love. I thought I thought the descriptors and foci from uh, predation predation were so good. Yeah, yeah, they were. Very I good never too. felt like there was a bad one in that in that in that book. Um, but also you got dinosaurs. Uh, right. So uh, I think that's all of our gripes that we'll, I mean, you'll oh, hear more. Just, did you have a gripe? Did you say? At least originally uh, combat. Well, at least as a gem trying to figure out what uh, combat that basically is good, balanced, and is fun. Yeah. yeah. Occasionally you did kind of struggle with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to handle it eventually, but on occasion it's hard with the different types of creatures because Billy your character punches hard. Punches <laughs> fucking real hard. Yeah, and I'm looking yeah. at like the, a lot of the HP, a lot of the creatures in the book. I'm like, you, he'll kill this. He'll kill this. He'll kill this. I need two of them. Okay. Yeah, but anything he would struggle with would also kill the rest of yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I mean, it, that is that this is, is why Moral would run away. <laughs> yeah, and I, and and uh, uh, David kind of joked, but your character's a little. I feel like a little broken. <laughs> he's yeah. not broken. I know broken. Just well, here's the thing. He's just. He's a fighter. Yeah, like, yeah, he's really good at fighting. But I literally can't fucking sneak, and I can't yeah, fucking yeah, lie. Fair. You fair. made the proto fight like you, you min max. Yeah. I remember when you were changing your, um, you were ch- declaring you were going to change your foci. I almost jumped over the chair, <laughs> that, the couch you're like sitting next to right now, because I knew exactly what you should build because I'd been building it in my mind <laughs> like a like a creature in my laboratory. So in other words, once he's gone, there's going to be plans for you to be gone. You guys are fucked. Well, not not fuck, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. That is uh, that is the uh, problem with life, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, I can just play uh, trim again. Uh, hmm. All right. So, listeners, thank you very much for listening. Uh, that was Matthew Prohl. Thank you very much, Matthew, for your final close out question. Uh, we hope that you like both this GTRT and especially the long shot. And if you don't listen to the long shot, then this made zero sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and completely confusion, which is great because that's the feeling you should go into when you want to go listen to the long shot. Um, because it's Numenera and it's weird. It gets weird kids. Uh, so, um, Can I ask a question. Yep. Uh, yeah, please, please. Just one question quickly. What's your favorite scene that's ever happened in long shot? Ooh. Uh, my favorite scene is uh, literally us sitting around the campfire and eating. Like, I, I don't know. Us talking about, like, um, what the gods have planned that for was us. A good- that was just fun. Just role-playing and literally RPing, like, oh, my character makes this food. We're sitting there. We're giving each other, you know, like, we're setting up camp. That was a really fun scene for me. The Tagos reveal, where he oh. tells them that I'm an assassin. I was sent to to cure you. Oh, by the way, it was a church. Oh, and yeah. that changed the dynamic significantly. It did. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of ones, mostly Tagos and Morale. Uh, the the book as a gift. Um, uh, pretty much anything after the reveal where Morale clearly was struggling a lot with whether or not to trust Tagos. The, um, the armor. When she put on your armor. Yeah, 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 you're right. That was a great scene for all of us. We yeah. all were part of that. Yeah, I think I think when uh, when Morale followed me and uh, uh, or, no, no, that was when she tried on my special armor. Yeah, this yeah, is- yeah. And you, she fell over, and you just walked up. You're like, hey, buddy. Yep. What'd you do there? Yeah. <laughs> you, oh my god, it's so great. But listeners, you should go back and, and listen. Just some, the way that she said, like, hi, Mr. Tango. <laughs> it's like, there is something about morale. It's like, morale was caught red-handed, and she's still trying to deny that anything no, happened I think here. the part is like, game when, respects game. <laughs> when, when Cohen or Vera came in, he goes, Cohen! 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 <laughs> Oh yeah, because we try- you were trying to get, I, I want to go. What'd you do? Uh, what's going on? I can't get out of the armor. Weird, why'd you put it on? Go on, go on, walk away. Go on. And then Tigus walked in and you're like, hey kid, and you're like, Hi, Mr. Tag. Oh my god, it was so good. Nobody had sympathy for it. It was so much like three siblings, like all like, well, that's gonna find out about this. Not if you don't help me. That's good, because I'm not gonna help you. Oh man. Um yeah, so I would have to say that was that was one of my uh that was definitely one of my favorite uh moments. Again, an answer that's going to change in two more episodes. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Damn, no favorite parts. <laughs> Back to Welton. It's just it's the just part a, where all those people died. Just yeah. horrible all through. Especially every the children calling for their mom. It's hard. Maybe their mom wouldn't come. I <laughs> loved. I love the fact that your character is consistently Dan. 
your monster that will end the world is consistently good with children. <laughs> oh, in yeah, almost every town we've gone to, there is a child and and Cohen gets along with it. Or when Cohen gave claws to all those children in that one ghost town. Yes. <laughs> because like Godzilla, Cohen is friends to all children. So, no, that's, yeah. no, that's Gamera. That's Gamera. And Never mind. spider yeah. people. Close enough. No, that's Godzuki. Godzuki. <laughs> and Godzuki. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. Cohen is a child. Cohen, yeah, I keep forgetting Cohen is, I mean, he may look like, you know, uh, uh, Danny DeVito like, <laughs> fucked up porcupine. Uh, <laughs> oh. So uh, he looks like Ron Jeremy. Go yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, but, but less spiky. Um, and <laughs> Damn. Uh, he, <laughs> Why does that have pincers? Yeah, but he does. He looks like a middle-aged man with spikes. Uh, a short, fat, middle-aged man with spikes. Uh, but he's incredibly naive and childlike. He has only been alive for a few months. I gotta say, man, the more you bring it up, the more I realize, like, yeah, I just don't think we're appreciating how much you're nailing this. Like, we all play characters that are, Oh my are, god, like, we've been giving him, dr- like, beer this entire time. time. <laughs> no, but, like, we've yeah. all played a character like this. Like, oh, my blood brother is only X amount of years old, or my, you know, my uh, my my changeling or, you know, my, my part-time god. Like, we've all played these characters that are supposed to be naive. Dan has been consistently nailing it and never bringing it up. Yeah. And that's been the frustrating part because Humble we're part. playing adults. Mm-hmm. And Dan has been consistently playing someone Who's who's not an adult but has great cosmic power? Yeah, and and his his uh, reactions and priorities are those of a child. Yeah, you know, a a, a a small child will declare that this frog is their friend and will defend that frog. You know, mm-hmm. no matter what. Like I will, like if you if you bring that frog into this home, you there is no dinner for you, and they will just pout and put out their lip and bring in the goddamn frog this and go why, to bed hungry. This is why Cohen and Moral were such fast friends. Right. I, Cohen was actively trying to kill the party and Moral's like, oh, it's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh my god, it's, it's my true. friend. But on the, the op- but Moral's like the opposite of Cohen because Moral is actually an adult. I think People forget that. Yeah. I can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah, she's like, 20. Like uh, In your bio, you wrote she is 20 years old. Yep. But she's just because she grew up in a society that is very foreign to what everybody else has. Uh, because basically, she lived with an extended family. Like There was probably, I don't want to give an exact number because I've probably given a number earlier that I don't remember for how many people were in the Luke Ojeda clan. And she wouldn't like biologically be related to every single one of them, but it, she would have known every single one. And uh, Billy and I have discussed it. And it was the kind of situation where if a child in the Luke Ojeda clan is misbehaving, any adult has the authority to to get that kid to you know whip them into shape. Mm-hmm. Not literally, but... You know, discipline can be uh, spread throughout the entire clan. So she's just always been able to trust anybody that was around her. So we, the trust is very often seen as naivety. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. All right. So hope you enjoyed this GTRT. Uh, do we have a question for the listeners? Their ah. favorite scene. Yep. Yeah, favorite scene. Yep. Favorite scene. We and only have 100 episodes to listen to to figure it out. <laughs> we listen to it, uh, you know, just uh, reconfirm. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Please do. And, uh, right. So my name is David and you can find me on, I almost said Patreon. No, you can find me on Twitter at Distractionista. You can find Billy, uh, and Twitter at The Mindful Fool. 
This is Angela. I can be found on Twitter at Angela Craft. This is Jesus. I can be found on Twitter at Arvandis. And this is Dan. I can be found on Twitter at, at Katsushiro, though I can't imagine why you would. Uh, and please give us a rate or review on iTunes or wherever you find your podcast. That helps us out a lot. And we love your support. And we hope that you enjoy this and all of our endeavors. Have a great 28-hour day. Woo!